0: I'm proud of us. Look at us. Isaac called a countdown when we we're counting up. Just thought the same thing. I was like, this is a count up. This is like driveways and parking lots all over again. You park in a driveway,
1: but you drive on a parkway. That's for Facebook boomers who think they're funny and are smart. We're not any of those things.
2: Look at little Goblin Jr.
1: All I have is Sony Price Hike and Nintendo Switch at Gamescom. What the fuck else has happened?
0: Uh, I thought we already bitched about the Price Hike. I or is that just something that I... I group chat. I, I had proposed news in that group chat seven to eight days ago. And Mario Wonder, Direct and Previews, whatever. Starfield and everyone crying. Starfield, I guess, Review Controversy is what it's called. Definitely I mean, have takes. So. Is it is it any more of a review controversy than any other game that ever comes out that is like
2: moderately successful? What's the controversy that people gave it low scores? Like, I don't.
1: There are just a lot of people who are buying the game. Think th- this is this is sort of the problem I, I see as a problem, not the problem. A problem with the market today. It, Brennan sort of suffers from this, and I've never known anyone until the last few years who operates like this, but. There's this FOMO of having to experience every title that comes out. It's like somebody who goes and sees every movie that comes out uh, of
0: note. And it's just like, you call that the Tiger King phenomenon. COVID has ruined our brains, and now we have to experience everything as a society in order to feel things. It's very bizarre to me.
1: And I, I rarely have that, and I don't feel the need to play every fucking game that comes out, little alone every $70 title. Even games I want to play. Like, Nick, we were together yesterday, and it was like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I haven't played Star Wars yet. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll play it. I want to play it. I like the first game, but like, I didn't need to go out and play it day fucking one. Like, I just didn't need to. And so people are
0: like, I have to get Starfield. It was like the Elden Ring thing.
1: Everyone, oh my God, this game's getting 10 out of 10s. I at have least to get that it.
0: That one has multiplayer. Like, I could literally play that game with my friends who are all playing it at the same time.
1: Nah, that's sh- multiplayer shouldn't be a barometer by which we judge whether a game is good.
0: No, it's not. I'm just talking about like, there's actual like if my friends are playing a game and I can play that game with them, literally not just like at the same time as them, then that's, that's
2: a higher incentive. Hey, what part are you in? Oh, I'm in this part. Oh, well I'm in this part, but we can't talk about those parts yet, but that part that you just did, that was a cool part. Basically how we played Zelda for fucking three months. Yeah. Um, I don't get off on
1: necessarily the idea of this communal experience. Sometimes it can be enhanced by it, but I'm not going to go buy a game generally speaking because, Oh, I'm missing out on something. And so people felt like, oh, I'm missing out on Starfield. Starfield, I know we haven't even started officially recording. Starfield is just a Bethesda game. It is fucking Fallout in space. It is, it's less Skyrim in space. There's more Fallout in space. If you like Bethesda games, this is just a Bethesda game. It's got all the same. It's got lazy NPCs and no-name characters following you around. And I spent more time decorating my house than I have doing anything else. And I'm like, sick,
0: this is tight. But a lot of people are like, what the fuck is this? I think people they get their expectations up because it's been 12 years since they've actually put out a new game. Yeah, like Fallout 4 being just a very iterative sort of sequel to Fallout 3 and then New Va- not New Vegas but uh 76 the like weird survival game. It, wasn't, it was even like barely them. A, no, yeah. Like a, a different studio worked on it like they kind of helped with it but it's like the first new game in a while and Xbox is just so desperate for a W and they got one. Halo reviewed okay and people liked it and it was popular for like a minute but it just Had such a steep drop off that public consensus on that just did a full 180. Everyone just loves to take a fat dump on Halo now. So what else does Microsoft have? They have a niche racing genre game, and that's about it. I took a
2: dump on Halo before it was cool. Thank you, Chris. (laughs) Cutting edge (laughs) dump. My dump was the first dump when they were like, oh, we're releasing this game in three parts. But that's perfectly acceptable for some reason. Like Final Fantasy? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What does a series have to do with anything? Imagine, imagine comparing Seven that. Remake. <laughs> yeah, we're going to launch the single player campaign. There's no multiplayer and there's no co op, but we'll add those in later. But that's a release. That's no, a the fully released game. Launch first. Well, they, whatever the fuck order it was, like it's stupid. It's bad. It's bad for games. And I think it should never happen again.
0: Anyway, here's Chris with his populist take of Halo
2: being bad. Wow, cutting edge, dude. I'm with you, Chris. Halo has always been overrated. Uh, I am once again asking for Microsoft to produce a quality finished product. I
1: think Starfield's a big win for them. I mean, they just outright bought Bethesda, and that you know, Bethesda makes games people want to play. This is a good game. It's unfortunate for them that it came out in a year that is. Probably better than any other year in the history of fucking video games. You know, two weeks
0: after Baldur's Gate 3 just like blew the doors down. It's the RPGs. absurd.
1: That's absurd.
0: And then EA just decides to fire the writer of the original two Baldur's Gates games from Bioware. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. EA, just, just a just a awesome rake step. <laughs> We'd love to see it, folks. Console Crusade
1: podcast. I don't know what we're talking about. We're going to decide right now. Are we talking news or are we going to do Spider-Man? How
2: is it re- Chris? Where do you, where do we where are we at? If as discussed prior to starting recording there is that little amount of news to discuss, we're going to get us an episode that does both.
1: Oh, I like that. Yeah, why not? We can do both. We'll start a little news and then we'll jump into our Spider-Man discussion.
2: We'll web-sling into our Spider-Man discussion,
1: EJ. Console Crusade Podcast. EJ Olson, Nick
0: Durheim. 19 inches of venom.
2: (laughs) All up in you. Chris Gilly for I've shot rope all over New York City.
0: That I
1: believe. (laughs) Uh, I saw 11 shows in 10 days. I got to tell you, the city was not prepared for me. (laughs) Let's fucking talk some news then. I just go, will you just message
0: us in the chat? Oh yeah, classic tweet from... I'm not sure if Chris even saw this because he's so
2: unplugged. (laughs)
0: <laughs> now you <laughs> treat
2: yourself <laughs> 19 inches treat yourself to 19 inches of venom
1: <laughs> to be fair you don't know which appendage they're talking about you see that man's tongue Gene Simmons looking ass come on now Gene wishes dude venom got a cow tongue grafted to his fucking that's what I heard anyway <laughs> that's what I heard <laughs> he fucking removed a bunch of ribs so he can fucking Suck his own 19 inches. (laughs) Uh, Chris's students are listening to this.
2: One of my students was like, 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 oh, this thing that y'all said that was so funny. And I was like, I keep telling people who listen, like y'all should make like, she's like, you should put that on a t-shirt. And I'm like, listen, we have like six listeners. And I keep saying, I keep pleading for the listeners if they're amused by something, make stickers, make postcards, like we'll sell them. We will sell them. Um, she says, "If we have a subreddit, and I'm like, bless you for that degree of confidence in this podcast. Also, if someone were to start it, I'm sure that we would become active in it pretty, pretty immediately."
1: Uh, social media is a uh, a wily beast. I, I check every other couple of days to see if we can get our goddamn Twitter name. Console Crusade doesn't exist yet. I am not able to turn our account into Console Crusade. So, uh, thanks, Elon. Uh, Fucking Elon Musk! Hey, we have a new logo. We're
2: updated. We're all on the logo. I am here at last. It's a great logo. It's a great logo. I it's official. Lo- love the carpet tile. God, I love that carpet tile. You see more of that carpet than any one of us. That is that be- is also that true. is <laughs> very very true. I'm so I'm I don't have another flight until I come home for like a month in December. And I am so glad I do not have to see the inside of another airport. I was supposed to be in Buffalo last weekend. Our fucking flight got canceled.
1: Hallelujah.
2: Well, it kind of was a blessing in disguise. Like, we got canceled. They rebooked us. That got delayed two hours. We were going to miss our connection. Going to have to be overnight in Boston on our own dime. We're clearly not going to make the wedding on Sunday at this point. So I was like, let's FaceTime wrestle and, like, you know, send our love. And then let's get in the car and go home. And instead, I got drunk and watched Oregon Ducks football. RIP, the PAC 12, the PAC 12. Yeah, I saw, (laughs) uh, this is great. I'm not going to spend too long on this, but just the, just a fucking banger of a tweet. There's only two schools. The PAC 12 left Oregon state and Washington state. They've literally sued both winners, both winners. (laughs) They've literally sued the other schools to stop them from trying to take any sort of like governance action on the grounds that like y'all have left, you shouldn't have governance action to keep the base of dissolving the conference, like splitting the assets up, which rightfully belong to Oregon state and Washington state. Anyway, um, everybody's off to like the big 10 pretty much. So the tweet was this lawsuit the is big 17 or whatever. Well, yeah, but this, this, this tweet was this lawsuit is uh Tupac uh, versus uh, the biggie 10. And that pretty much destroyed me. That's like the tweet, the tweet of this yeah. whole circus of a real, yeah, I've alignment. seen some
0: packed, t- some pack two shirts, uh circulating on the on the web how's nat
2: doing with all this
0: he was at the game two days ago for osu so very happy with that i assume um yeah i mean i only talk to him so sparingly when it comes to this kind of stuff anyway it's like he's so deep into that lane you would have a better time actually grokking what is happening than i would but yeah he's deeply invested and uh very intrigued into the the what is the end result of all this because, yeah, it gets really weird when it comes to how these schools are making money, or how that money gets distributed based on these conferences they're in. It's Yeah, it's, it's weird shit.
2: But the Ducks won, so I had a great time. It was a great game. Really, really good game. Had a good time.
1: Speaking of
0: sports,
2: shout out to the U.S. men's team for not meddling. They lost to Canada in the bronze medal game. And then, the very next morning, Bleacher Report breaks. LeBron has assembled the Avengers. And for the 2024 Summer Olympics, like he's like, I'm coming. I've got Steph. I've got AD. I've got Tatum. I've got Draymond. He's like, this is unacceptable, which to me tells me he's probably got like two or three years left. He's like, ah, I'd like to win Olympic gold one more time before I retire.
1: Yeah, um, we'll see.
2: But he, yeah, I mean, it's been like everywhere that he's like, all right, we, we're coming. Like, we're coming in force. Redeem team 2.0.
1: All I give a shit about is when we're getting a Space Jam 3.0. With a video
2: game tie-in. Never because Space Jam 2 was an absolutely awful, awful, terrible, soulless piece of shit movie. did to do it
0: at the box office, though. Not great. The first one was mostly awful and a little bit
2: less soulless, but still. <laughs> the first one had the good sense to know to make fun of its protagonist, a.k.a. Michael Jordan, and he let them put in just some great jokes at his own expense. And I was waiting for that the whole time of like, all right, Bron, come on. Like, let's where's the, where's the humor? Where's the beating heart? It just, it wasn't there. Wasn't there. It was a cash grab. It's like, look at all these properties that Warner brothers owns. Like let's reference them instead of writing good material. Like it was sad. It was just really sad.
1: Did you guys ever play the space jam video game that came to like, I think it was like PS one and like Saturn. No, first of all, I love space jam as a kid. That movie is terrible. This game can't be good,
0: right? By the way, Space Jam a new legacy at a box office of 163 million Woof. versus the original 250 million back in 95 or how much did it cost to make? Probably 150. Uh OG was 80 million. Wow. Um New Legacy looks like to be probably a lot more. <laughs> uh, yeah. Budget of 150 million. So <laughs> they barely made their money they back. They took a bath means on after, that. Yeah, they took a fat bath. It's all that uh all that Don Cheeto algae rhythm money. <laughs> See, the thing that I don't think people realize
1: in the industry is like, LeBron James culturally is not Michael Jordan. He never has been. He has been a, a different, I think, icon culturally. He's such a corny ass. I think people have always sort of either loved to hate him or just disregarded him because he's such a corny fucking dad. He's not putting butts in seats. I don't want to watch him overact and fucking chew the scenery in the worst way possible. And a shitty, like you said, soulless remake of something that I remember fondly from the 90s. You know, my youth. Uh, who was starring in Space Jam 3?
0: The video game? No, the, the movie based on the video game. Well, right, right, right. Hang, right, right, on, right. hang on, wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first of
2: all, EJ, I agree with you. I just want to say I agree with you. And I do think that it's no fault of LeBron's. It's no reflection on his character. It's just that Jordan was the first ever global superstar in the NBA. And so, of course, he was going to put more butts in seats. Now there's like a billion global superstars. You go to China and you see people wearing Kyrie Irving shoes, and who fucking cares about Kyrie Irving? Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, but everybody knows, everybody knows all these players. So, yeah, there, there's no one. There's no one person that's gonna do that. If it's not LeBron, I don't have a fucking clue who it is. Then could do like, uh, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Have it be John ja Morant, and it's like a gun safety after-school special. Like, I mean, now I'm just thinking of NBA video game spinoffs. Like we had, we have our Shaq fus
0: multiple. Shaq Fu has multiple entries. Who's the Who's the flat Earth guy? That's, <laughs> that's Kyrie. Kyrie. for sure. Okay, there, so then yeah, he gets sucked into the other dimension on the other side of the Earth. <laughs> 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 Okay, National Treasure
1: starring, fuck, who would be really funny from the NBA? Featuring Boban.
2: Boban Marjanovic, yeah.
1: Did you see his? I don't know if you're a John Wick guy. You said you watched all this. Is his fucking cameo in the John Wick 3? Was it 3? He's got a whole fight. Cameo nothing. Amazing.
2: It was great. Amazing. (laughs) I was like, Tiff, that's an NBA player. It's like that one time Walt Chamberlain fought Bruce Lee or whatever. Will Chamberlain or no? Who was in? Who was in airplane? Is that Kareem?
1: That was Kareem, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. God, that's that that is peak sports cameo. He's like, I don't, no, I don't like, I don't look like him. And then he finally, <laughs> my dad says, "You don't work very hard." The hell I do. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's funny.
0: Because <laughs> comedies were good back then too.
1: That's enough basketball. I tried to bring it back to video games, you know, and all I got was a Boban joke off, pretty mid, you know. We tried. Call that a brick in the industry? Yeah, Nick got a good Kyrie joke in. So,
2: all right, brick. Okay, it's acceptable. There have been too many people making brick references in the last week that I've clearly missed a cultural moment in some capacity. Like, what the fucks with all the brick references? I'm 30, dude. I don't know. <laughs> You're asking the wrong guy. I just laid a brick. I mean, I, I you know, you miss a shot, it's a brick. I don't know. That's what okay, it is. Okay, so that there was no there was no additional context there because I was like, oh, see, Nick just made a reference. Like, Nick knows it. But I need to know it. No, I was just talking about EJ's Bobon joke that landed with a thud. Thanks, man. It is what it is. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it's a coincidence. I don't know. It's been it's been like three or four times that I've seen references to bricks in a really short time frame, and usually that means I miss something in the zeitgeist. I've tried one thing, and I've run out of ideas. See, Elon has killed Twitter
1: to the point that like not even the TikTok spill over anymore. So I'm I'm truly well out of the loop now. Damn. So you know we're all we all get old. All right. Before we chat, Spider Man. Nintendo Switch. Are we sick of Nintendo Switch rumors yet? Nope. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For the past like four years I've been just over it. Feed
0: me, Seymour. Yeah, the human blood that is Switch 2 rumors. (laughs) (laughs) But we have some
1: real reporting. Finally, for the first time,
0: not just avi-less fucking Twitter users. I, I mean, to be fair, I do believe that there was a Switch Pro in development and that it ended up becoming the switch OLED because of chip shortages. Like I I fully believe that Um, it seems totally reasonable and plausible. The sources were like pretty tight. So I'm not like saying that there hasn't been a switch Two or anything looking like hardware revisions in the past. It's just, it's been so long and people have been begging and pleading and it's what it comes down to is when this thing comes out, everyone's going to be, everyone who wants to be mad, will be mad. Everyone else will be fine. Like it's just, it's just nothing until it actually shows up. And also, it's nothing until I see the games running on it. Like, it doesn't matter how capable the system is. Like, it could be as good as a PS5 and an Xbox Series X, and it wouldn't matter until I see a god dang new
2: Mario on there. You feel? What a great segue into some of the reporting coming out of Gamescom, uh, that this was putting out not only... Uh, graphical capabilities that were comparable to the PS5 and Xbox Series X, but in some cases... It currently is comparable. It's just a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know how you measure that. Why you got to throw that in there? You know what I mean. Like, that's... <laughs> now I'm way the fuck <laughs> off the rails here. Anyway, that it was using rate... That the ray tracing was even yeah, better. Yeah, the ray tracing. Was even better.
0: Which is obvious because NVIDIA does better ray tracing than AMD and the other consoles AMD and it doesn't matter because it's probably ray tracing on a 1080p source resolution which these other consoles have to do anyway it's just got real dlss because nvidia has that and amd has fsr which is bullshit
2: i don't speak fidelity pinhead so for me hearing these things as a (laughs) fucking luddite i'm like that's fucking so for you it's just like hey it's so shiny and you just have to believe me and you're like i love shiny please give me the shiny well they say they're running like a 4k 60 frames per second breath of the wild tech demo and I'm like, that's fucking, I believe cool. that they're running 4k output and it's at 60
0: FPS. And that's cool. Like, that's awesome. I want that
2: to be the no case No one on earth and certainly not YouTube chuckle fucks thought that this thing was going to be, was going to have this kind of power. Like if anything, we were like, yeah, it'll probably be around a PS4. They'll be fucking behind the times again. And it'll be like, okay, yeah, and great. it sounds
0: like that's what this is. It just has better upscaling technology because the chips have gotten better. And you can throw some more tensor cores than there. NVIDIA has that capability. Somebody's saying it looks like it's on par with PS5.
1: Like the PS3 looks like it's on par with PS5 half the time. It's just that we know it's not. So, so I don't think there's anything really of substance here other than like, oh, they showed the Switch 2 and
0: it sounds like a handheld. That's good. The thing that I gleaned from this is that they're either working with or working toward getting it totally ready for Unreal 5 which means that it's going to be easier for third-party developers to work on the system and that ports will be easier. So, I mean, that's what they did with the Switch. They tried to make it as port-friendly as possible. There were some like standouts as far as uh, developers who really got the chops and like put those Miracle ports out, like Doom 2016 and The Witcher and Skyrim and even stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, this is still going to be port city as far as the back catalog and getting games from PS4 that should have been on Switch anyway, but they just didn't want to put in the effort. But that's like kind of what you're looking for when you get a Nintendo console. But I want to know is, what is Nintendo doing with it? Like, I don't really care about the Matrix demo. I didn't care about it when I was on PS5. Why would I care about it now? I don't care about Breath of the Wild running at 60 besides it being like, hey, maybe Nintendo can focus on frame rate on more of their titles. Like, they do focus on that for, like, Mario Odyssey, that was 60. Mario Kart 8 is 60 when you're playing by yourself, but they can't do it with the multiplayer when you're splitting the screen up that way. But... Sure. I mean, yeah, it's a more powerful console. Like, I don't know what the takeaway of this should be besides, oh, they're getting ready to put it out so it's in the next probably 12 months and mm. Unreal stuff. So getting a really popular third-party engine, good to go, is like a priority for them. And that, I, I, I say, cool, please make that a priority.
1: Chris, how do you feel? I know we there was speculation on our part and you were convinced that this was going to be a more akin to a proper home console than a handheld. It sounds like it's just going to be a Switch sequel, which to me, that's the fucking move. Just make a more powerful Switch. But has this changed kind of where your thoughts were on that? Hi, Tiffany. Oh, she's gone.
2: (laughs) EJ says hi. No, she's coming back. (laughs)
1: Hi, EJ. Hi, Nick.
2: Hey! Hi, Tiffany. I miss you guys. (laughs) Hey! (laughs) Uh, Reporting on that is disputed. Like oh, every every other article that I've read with regards to different people who were either in the room or know somebody who was in the room were like, cannot confirm that this is a hybrid console. Uh, and some are like, yes, it's a hybrid console. And some say, yeah, it's backwards compatible to the Switch. And some say, I I cannot confirm that it's backwards compatible to the Switch. So I don't know. Shrug, I'd still, if it's this strong and it's handheld, that's a big fucking flex. Um, I don't really care. I, I wanted something that could perform a lot better because I'm sick to death at this point in my life of shoddy performance on Nintendo games, specifically anything, but like Nintendo specifically, cause they have more money than God and there's no reason to not make these games run at 60. Um, so as long as they do that, I am a happy camper. I am a happy camper. Is there
1: a world where they would make an, an, a handheld exclusive again and just forgo the home
0: market? Is there ever a reason to do a handheld that can't output to the TV? Like, I don't know. I think the Switch Lite is proof, proof positive of them sticking with either a hybrid or a home console because the Switch Lite did not do as well as the Switch OLED. So if you're double dipping, you're going to be double dipping upgrading, which is like a kind of new kind of phenomenon for Nintendo because they've put out stronger versions of consoles, but they've always sold worse than the original version. Like the Game Boy Color sold worse than the Game Boy. Game Boy Advance SP sold worse than the Game Boy Advance. DSi, DS, you know, every single iteration they've done has just been like, a oh, you know, maybe I'll get the second thing eventually. But it's like very front loaded. But with the Switch OLED, that turned into the de facto, like if you're going to get a new Switch, you might as well get the one that costs $50 more because it's got the better screen. It's a little bit bigger, better battery life, all that kind of stuff. But the Switch Lite it was the cheaper option. You think, Oh, obviously the switch light will sell better, but it didn't. So I guess what are, I guess the, what are that, the numbers? On if that? I was, the, if I was at Nintendo and I was deciding, Hey, what do we do for our future? Do we stick with our current strategy? Do we do a, a more thorough split like we have in the past? I would say there's not really a market telling us that we want to do a handheld version only, you know? And also I don't want, I wouldn't want them to, and I don't think they, I don't know. I'd, you can't really predict the future when it comes to nintendo but just the way that they have sort of uh, solidified their development um processes to be only towards this one specific uh platform basically like it's not doing wii u games and 3ds games it's not doing wii and ds games it's not split in that way anymore and that's we've reaped the benefits of that i mean we still see smaller versions of big games and bigger versions of small games and that's weird when you see detective pikachu and it looks bad but you know that was probably a 3DS game for like five years. And then they just kind of like sat on it and didn't do anything with it. And they're like, okay, well, I guess we put this out because I don't know, we got a movie in development. Maybe we'll see if that comes to fruition, but yeah, I mean, I think it makes sense that they just stick with the tried and true with the switch so far. Yeah. No going back. I cannot find switch
1: light dedicated sales number. I found a few fiscal year sales numbers, but only for like 22 and 23 so far. It looks like at least 5 million, uh,
0: units of the switch light but i i can't find anything definitive i have i'm not you know well versed in the the life to date sales of the switch light but just that after getting released because they were around the same time the oled and the switch light weren't they or was that a year a, a year, year, year apart them?
2: yeah the light had your part a decent head
0: start and we'll see like we'll they'll get a little uh shot in the arm with the new uh, animal crossing are they bundles or are they just like themed Animal Crossing Switches, the Switch lights? Themed with a digital copy. Themed with a digital. I mean, that's that's a bundle. So I mean, that's like those will sell pretty well if it's just two hundred dollars, but it comes with Animal Crossing. That's gonna sell well. Mario Kart 8 always sells well with that bundle and the actual. Are they doing the OLED version now instead of just the baseline? I can't even remember. remember. But it's so funny they're they're doing their Black Friday, you know, as is tradition of mario kart 8 bundled with the switch and like three months of switch online or whatever but it's now it's just that's what just the bundle from here until the sequel comes out the next console so they're just trying to pump those numbers out try to get it to like 140 i don't know what's their what's their uh, end goal as far as uh lifetime sales of the switch Dude, they want the title bro they want the belt they're not going to get it if they put out a new hard one next year though well Agreed. Late,
2: late next year, because one date that everybody's been uh, that that has come up in a number of the reporting on these things is March 2024, but it seems like that's probably a reveal date. That's asinine. Yeah, uh, yeah, but it, that's clearly not going to be a release date. Although I know they did it for the Switch, but I think they they announce the Switch probably circumstances with the Wii U. <laughs> correct. The Switch <laughs> probably gets a moderate price cut to try to fire sale it up to to catch the. Uh, to catch the, the price cut too. has
0: been inflation <laughs> <laughs> the tumbling value of the u.s dollar <laughs> means that now is the cheapest time to buy a nintendo switch thanks obama <laughs> i have no dog in the fucking
1: race i don't care if it's the greatest selling console ever i just want a better version of it and more new games so indeed, uh, there you go we already kind of touched on the starfield quote-unquote review controversy um off the cuff Let's bitch about the Sony price hike here really, really quick. That happened like the day I think we released the pod two weeks ago and we haven't had a chance to talk about it, but Oh let's. What
0: in the goddamn let me pull up the numbers here? It's like a full 33 to 35% increase across the board. For no no nothing at it. Just like just yeah, you know what? This is bullshit. Tighten the belt.
1: <laughs> it is bullshit. And at the current prices, I think the 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 tiered system is a little annoying. It seems a little grubby. Like we're just trying to squeeze as much value as we can out of these pe- out of these schmucks. Because I'm like, you could charge sixty bucks a year, or even raise the base to eighty and make it just a single tier. But their premium tier, like I think it's one hundred twenty dollars a year, or was before the increase. Did you have access to so many titles, all of Ubisoft's titles, which I know people scoff at, but that's a lot of fucking classic games, a lot of Sony classic games, ranging from the PS one all the way through the PS four. There's tons of stuff. Uh, and then their monthly offerings, which are traditionally pretty bad, uh, unless you like Tiger Woods, uh, then there's something for you. But I think it's probably decent value. The thing that fucking sucks about a price hack like this is they gate their online play behind the base tier. And that going up 33% is absurd because the overwhelming majority of people who are buying video game consoles are not flush with cash. You know, they're
0: average Americans. I haven't checked. um, What is the state of the single month offering? I know it's always the the best value, (laughs) you know, to buy it by the year because you spend 60 bucks for a year or you used to. And it was like 10 bucks for a single month. And then for three months, it was like 25, something like that. You know, it's kind of gets cheaper and cheaper as you bundle it into larger quantities. But I I don't know how has that been affected by the, the price hike? They hid this
2: announcement in a blog post Hit announcing it. this month's titles. <laughs> hid it. And they, they keep and the, the prices. They make it very difficult to see the prices. Because when I was getting set up with my PS5, I was like, all right, what do I want to do? And I had to hunt to find any pricing to actually find, like, what is included in each tier. I wanted to look at a games list. And it was like, here's a bunch of titles that are included in one of them, uh, but not but not specific. And, of course, it's intentional that they do this. The thing that, the thing that chaps my ass more about the base tier going up than anything else is that like the cloud saving, like accessing your cloud saves, uploading online. That is also gated behind online play, which just, that should be a standard feature. I should not have to pay you to do this thing that is industry standard for like any storage system of like any platform ever. Like I, it, that 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 is gross to me. That feels gross to me. When you're buying a $600 console, yes, playing
1: online and uploading my saves to the cloud should be a part of that bundle. Like, eat it, Sony. Just eat it, okay? Because it, your console didn't cost $200. Okay, you're not Nintendo. You're not living in the fucking 1990s. No, but they want to be Apple. Fuck Apple, dude. Fuck them. Let's talk about the iPhone 15.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> send for my phone.
2: This has been the console crusade podcast. We're talking about the iPhone. So I am officially ending this episode, Chris. This is the year you upgrade the 15. It's going to be yours. I see it. I need to. My phone's terrible. It's bad.
0: He'll get himself a a shiny new uh, 13.
2: Oh yeah. That TJ is fizzy. Give me some spicy
0: water. I literally texted Sarah. Give me
1: some spicy water.
0: (sniffs) And she came through in the
1: clutch as she does. Time and time again.
0: Have you had any uh, sparkling waters that are actually uh, like jalapeno or, or, or assorted spicy flavors? No. I haven't had any that are just like pure sparkling water. I've had seltzer, like hard seltzer. That's jalapeno. And man, that is weird.
1: That sounds weird.
0: Spicy, spicy, yeah. spicy water. Yeah, spicy, spicy, spicy water.
1: Have <laughs> you heard this new fad where it's like people, it, it, they're like, they put like a sniffer on the water. And so it's not flavored water, but the, the thing on
0: top. Makes it smell like something, well, like a Glade plug-in or something. Basically, I forget what it's called, but like putting vape juice or just dropping it on the on the rim, Ugh. on the gutter. <laughs> the whole idea is that your nose is tricking your brain into thinking
1: that you're drinking something that it's not. Right. Your your olfactory processes are responsible for ninety percent of what you taste.
2: Just drink a fucking glass of water. Jesus I'm Christ. <laughs> I don't even get the, the fizzy water thing. I don't need to incentivize myself to fucking hydrate. You know why? I. I drink like three or four fucking 40 ounce bottles of water
1: a day. I don't need help drinking water. I just like to treat myself to something tasty every once in a while. And it beats drinking beer all the time. That's cheers, fair, mate. Somebody's got to cheers me. Yeah! <laughs> the timing <laughs> on that was impeccable! Yeah.
2: <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, mine is beer, so fuck you, I guess. but dude,
1: I got a little I got a little saucy two nights ago. Saucy for Ooh. me. I had like two and a half cocktails over a five hour span. but I was definitely like, oh, a little warm in the face and I um, dude, I just slept so bad, just so, terribly. Like, man, drinking is so fun for like an hour and then all of the rest of it just fucking sucks,
0: man. God. I gotta drink earlier in the day, like in the morning. No. oh yeah, I'll do it.
1: Then I have a headache the rest of the day. As you experience a hangover in real time, there's just no. That's winning. why you
0: drink three things, three forty-ounce containers of water, flush it out. Well, that's the Sony price hike. It sucks, and it's unjustified. They didn't. They didn't add anything. It's just like hey, no, they just, just want so want you know. Money. And people will pay. The 33% that they increase the price by, they will not see that many people drop off. Like, there will be maybe 5% drop off or switch to a lower tier. That's the reality. Why uh, do a good thing
1: when doing a bad thing makes you more money? Thank you, capitalism. Mm Mm-hmm. How frustrating. Uh, Okay, we've talked about it. Now we're going to actually talk about it. Oh. Spider-Man.
2: Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Bring me photos of Spider-Man.
1: He's a menace! We promised a little game diary on this. Chris finally got you to play it. Nick finally got you to play it for half an hour. One of my favorite games, I mean, really ever. I mean, it's on the top 100 for a reason. It is just so much fun. Uh, I wish I had some notes because before we started talking about this, I was like, Chris, this is fresher for years. You're going to have to run us kind of through an A to Z. uh, And I can just you know interject because... I haven't played it in two years, but I've played it enough times that I have a lot of thoughts about this game, and it is just such a goddamn great adventure, and I'm so excited for the second one that comes out in five weeks, Woo!
2: four weeks, one month. Four weeks. Yeah, It's coming up. I'm happy to track us through this journey, as I did just play this for the first time, and I'm pausing for effect here so that you can cut this, because I need to go and uh, release the pizza before we uh, settle into this. Release the pizza! I'm keeping these in, though, so I know what you say about me when I'm not here.
1: We were joking about it. We were playing Call of Duty earlier, and Brennan made a weird noise, and I joked about him pooping, and one of the guys we play with uh, was like, Brennan, you're not a a fucking Discord pooper, are you? And he's like, yeah, but you never hear. And I was like, yeah, he doesn't want us. (laughs) (laughs) I was like... He, never, he doesn't need us to hear him poop He just wants to hear us while he poops He's making us like an unwitting accessory to his kink
0: <laughs> It's like a podcast <laughs> yeah. Your parasocial relationship With your real friends
1: <laughs> uh, Yeah I only like hanging out with my friends When I'm on the shitter <laughs>
0: Very passively yeah Taking group poop to the next level <laughs> Nothing helps me unclench Quite like hearing my friends make Very small talk <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm just looking at because I know Spider-Man came out in 2018. I was looking at what else came out that year, and it's like, oh man, they really got screwed when it came to awards. Because it was the same year as God of War and Red, Dead, and and Red, Red Dead. Dead Yeah. So it's just a bloodbath between those two. And some like pretty notable indie games, honestly, like Celeste and Into the Breach, Return of the Oberdin, Gree. Fortnite, I guess, technic. I mean, it came out in twenty seventeen and it added their battle royale that year too, but PUBG was still the new hotness at that point. It was just a different a different era. Smash Bros. Ultimate. Marvel Spider-Man
1: 2018. Five years ago. Man, time flies. Sitting an eighty-eight top critic average on open critic. Obviously, we always bring up open critic and we have the league. Why do we always quote Open Critic and disregard Metacritic unless it's an old game?
0: Metacritic doesn't have a list of who they deem to be like their, their critics. of. Ch- I mean, they do because you see the critics that they collate from, but they are weighted and they do not disclose the uh, weights that they give to individual outlets. Right. Also, they're owned by the same company that owns IGN. So it gets a little bit weird. Open Critic, because it's open and it's equal and every all the top critics are you know it's out in the open right you know you know who it is and and who is
1: is feeding into the top critic average
0: it's not without its flaws but i think it's a good gauge i mean that's any critic aggregate is like you're not actually basing your opinions on the quality of this product based on the opinions of three to any number of people but it gives a a sort of test bench it's like a A general consensus sure like this is what most people think they think most people think that it is a high eight low nine kind of game and the metacritic score i guess is not usually that far off not usually no i would like to see like what the the highest delta is between games on a open critic versus metacritic i mean open critic also has only been around since 2016 so they don't go into like the
2: the back catalogs of of games. Well, um am 2015. Welcome back, Chris. I hated every minute of that, and I will never bring you into the bathroom in my ears again.
1: <laughs> this man's trying to watch YouTube shorts, and we're talking about Dookie as an open critic.
2: No, the open critic was fine. It was the parasocial relationship with your friends, and the making us friends. a part of <laughs> making us a part of uh, your cake by having us in his ears while he's pooping and I'm trying to poop and trying to be at peace with what you're saying while I'm pooping. And it was just, I really, really
1: hated it. How much of this can we leave in, Chris? It's really up to you.
2: How much did he leave in? Everybody poops, EJ. (laughs) Amen, brother. We read the book as kids. I did. Everybody poops. So Marvel Spider-Man 2018
1: I've talked about this on the podcast you go, going back years. We talked about this. We had Andrew Chavez on, the shout-out to the OG Windows Defender. We had uh, multiple conversations about it, talking about Miles Morales. So this is more, Chris, I think, a platform for you to sort of talk about what you like, and I'm, I definitely have opinions. I just, I can only think of one thing that this game really fails at, and everything else either works fine or is spectacular. Nice. I see you.
2: What are your thoughts? You beat it and I'm so glad you had a good time with it. I was I did. I'm so glad. Um I did not ultimately, well I can't I can't platinum it because it requires you to do a new game plus for platinum, which I fucking hate when developers will gate the platinum behind a second playthrough. That's that's dumb. You're not adding anything to my experience by forcing me to play this game a second time. The only way in which it is acceptable to me to gate it behind a second playthrough is like a, like a Resident Evil 2 kind of thing, right? Where there are two protagonists with very different maps and very different experiences in the game um, that tell one complete story. Make me play that twice for Platinum. That is has justified in the storytelling. But this game is literally I'm going to play the same game again with all my shit just so I can get the platinum. i like, nope, no, thank you. So that's that's a minor a minor gripe, is that I can't platinum it on one playthrough, uh, for no good reason, in my opinion. Um, so I am playing, for context, I owned this on PS4, uh, and never really played it on PS4. So when it came time uh, for us to do this, I dropped the 10 bucks because I have the PS4 disc, to buy the, the remaster. So I was playing the PS5 remaster. Um, immediately put it into performance mode. I was like, I don't give a shit about the visuals. I don't need ray tracing. Funny in light of our context where I'm like, yes, yeah, ray tracing with the focus or whatever. Um, But I was like, I want this game to run with no interruptions whatsoever. And boy fucking howdy, did this thing run at 60 frames for my whole 25-hour playthrough with absolutely no drops whatsoever. None that I noticed. If there were any, they had to have been small enough that I wouldn't. And I'm like, this, this has really changed for me the notion of like what current gen uh, video game consoles are capable of Um, because I don't most of my stuff I play on switch and everything's at 30 frames on switch almost everything's locked at 30 frames on switch Um, so playing this like gorgeous game in a big old sandbox web slinging around a beautiful 60 frames per second I was like oh my god (laughs) Uh, so broader strokes Um, it's a third person, uh, action adventure game, I think is a fair way to describe it, uh, with some RPG like elements, uh, specifically, you know, accruing XP to level up, which gives you skill points you can use to get different, uh, buffs and abilities and, uh, combo mechanics. Um, you can upgrade different types of uh, devices and suit abilities. Uh, Like there's all kinds of customization in the way that you can find that you like to really play the game. Um, Me, I'm a lunkhead when it comes to anything that involves third person action. So I want stuff that makes it as easy as possible for me to cheese combat. So I'm running around with like electrified gloves all the time. Like that was my, my special the whole pretty much the whole fucking game is like, give me the electrified gloves so that I can just, Stun lock an entire group of enemies, beat them to death, and move on with my life. Um, I think that stuff this game does really well. Uh, it is a joy to run around the city. Um, web slinging has like never felt better. Uh, like flip it up into the air, diving straight down towards the ground, and catching a web swing just before you hit the ground so that you can get an extra speed boost. And all the blur effects like kick into place. You really feel like you're like swinging around New York City um, to the point that like, you know me, I'm a, go, I'm a go do all the things guy. So I didn't get fast travel until like seven hours or eight hours into my playthrough, which is really late because I was just swinging around the city. And it's just what you do. Like it, I was like, oh, it bugs me. You don't have fast travel, but it's so much fun to swing around the city. I thought it was intentional that they're like, no, I'll go swing around the city. It's cool. And you can get around really fast. Um, especially with some of the later traversal mechanics after you unlock different skills of being able to like leap from your, uh, point jumping. Um, so you could just, you know, hit both of the trigger buttons, zip over to something, tap X at the exact moment and just like fling into the air and just, just do that. Launch, dude. Just launch. So getting around New York city just feels amazing. It feels amazing running around the city as Spidey. um, there's definitely some jank when you're moving between I am swinging and I am scaling a building. There's a fair amount of jank. Uh, it in, can be. In trying to switch between, okay, I want to be on this building and I want to run up. No, I want to run up. I want to run up. I don't want to run to the side. I want to run up. It will not let you change at all, which is one of my bigger gripes about this game is that. I wanted it to be easier to just go like, I'm on this surface now. Let me move how I want to move on this surface, please. Uh, But that was minor because most of the time you could just like hit L2R2 and zip up to the top or press X and flip off of the uh, upper ledge and and go up higher. Um, The combat is amazing. It is amazing. It's Um, so it is spectacular it is ultimate it is every spider-man reference i can i can slip in here so the the combat at its core
1: there are gadgets which play a big role in the combat and kind of let you customize how you like to interact with with enemies but the core combat in this game is taking on waves of enemies and mid air combat. There's a huge stealth component and you can really choose how you wanna do almost every interaction in this game. Whether you're gonna stealth take down an entire bunker full of bad guys, or if you're gonna go in and just fight waves after waves and just spam mid air combos. The the skill tree, and I know Nick, you played this game a little bit, so we'll get to your thoughts in a second, but historically you've been very like anti-skill tree in games like this. You're like, why does God of War need this many options? Um, and I think that developers could definitely overdo it at times, but it's sort of that Zelda floss we talked about of like, you're not supposed to do it all. It's giving you options and you can do it or ignore it. My little brother played this game for the first time. This is 2018, so he's nine, and he's just punching dudes. Like he doesn't know how to do any of the combos, he doesn't know how any of the gadget works. He's just flying around punching dudes, and he's having a blast. Meanwhile, I am min-maxing every little aspect of this. I'm like, I want to have like as much, uh, what's, what's the meter called? The special meter you get for like perfect dodging. And like, I want to max that meter all the way out. I want to have as many options as I can. So I can just like spam combos, build that meter and just do ultimate finishing moves over and over and over. I think it is just a blast. I never got bored fighting waves of enemy in that game because there are just so many options and it never felt overwhelming. At least for me, uh, it never felt overwhelming of like, oh my God, there's too many gadgets to choose from and I can't remember which one does which. I just always had something new to do in an engagement. And that's what I absolutely love.
2: Yeah, I think I, a couple things in there definitely like worth responding to. I, I, I agree with you in terms of the uh, uh, choose your own adventure with regards to uh, uh, combat that I think that I was already starting to get overwhelmed with controls in the first like hour and a half where I was like, this is, this is too. And, and, and this is a fair gripe. I think a lot of the different names of things are way too fucking similar or it's like, well, I thought that was a web throw. Oh no, that was a web launch, but I, I need to do a web throw. And I'm like, well, what's a web throw. And I'm futzing through menus looking for what's the web throw combo. Okay. Got it. Uh, But ultimately I was like, you know what? this game just wants me to play the way I like to play. It wants me to do, it wants me to fight in whatever way that I want to fight. So I'm like, great. I am going to get in the air and I'm going to stay in the air. And I am going to just stay in motion as much as I possibly can. Um, Which it definitely allows you to do. I think that at most, if I'm going just from like, a standard jump and then yanking an enemy into the air with the web shooter i could do 3 consecutive guys as long as i didn't get shot at um which was cool uh and then using like web web attacks to zip across the arena to somebody else who's like got the biggest gun like it's the rocket launcher guy right knocking him into the air and taking him out so i don't have to dodge rockets anymore uh, trying to take out all the gunners first and dealing with the melee people later. Cause I can just like yank them straight up uh, and not have to worry about getting shot. Um, I love that. And I was like, okay, great. I know how I like to fight. I'm going to fight that way. If I get overwhelmed, I'll pop my super ability and I'll just electrify a bitch. And that'll be that. Uh, it was good. It was good. Um, the skill trees in this game are stupid and did not need to exist and I was kind of disappointed at some of the stuff that they they artificially made the game more difficult by gating some of these things behind skill trees, specifically disarming enemies. There is absolutely no good reason that motherfucking Spider-Man needs to use a skill unlock to be able to use his web shooters on his wrist to take guns out of the hands of enemy thugs. Like, that is that to me is just brain dead, and that, in that way, the game kind of fell down for me. Then I'm like, I need like 40 EXP, that's an exaggeration because you only get one per level, I need like 16 skill points to get all the way down to where I can pull a machine gun out of somebody's hand, what? Like, that, again, just felt like a way for them to artificially create a difficulty curve instead of... Encouraging you to be better at the game. And this is something that uh, I was just listening back to your uh, uh, the birthday crusade Nick cast when Tiffany and I were on the road the other day. Uh, and Nick, you were talking about the difference in something like a hollow night where the way that you the main way you progress through the game is by getting better at the game. Uh, not that you play it longer and get more skills. And that's been rattling around for me while I've been thinking about Spider-Man. Uh, Because that is the way you get better at Spider-Man, is you play Spider-Man more, you get skill points, and then you can do things like pull guns out of enemies' hands, which you should have been able to do the entire time. Uh, Instead of challenging you with the introduction of, when they kind of do this, uh, of more varied enemy types through the course of the game, guys that hit harder, that are more difficult to take down. Uh, Instead, you kind of get the same types of enemies in a number of different groups. And when you've got the skills for it, you can disarm them. You can throw rockets back at them. You can pull their shields out of their hands. You can do a lot of different stuff, but you literally just have to play longer and then you can do that. So the skill tree did not did not do anything for me. It felt kind of unnecessary. Kind of ditto the gadgets like they're fun, but I would forget they were there most of the time because I had to open a stupid spinning wheel to like select one of them and it was really finicky in terms of which direction the the thing was going i struggled a lot with like pulling the menu up and trying to tab over to one and it didn't select it cuz i didn't press it far enough or it didn't re- like register it correctly which was really annoying and i really only ever i really only ever used them if i just felt like i was screwed and i was out of focus and couldn't heal i hate twin stick Uh, Quick menus, man, they are they never work the way I want them. No, I didn't. No, I totally agree, Nick. And so I would just spam them when I was about to die. That's like my whole engagement with gadgets other than, oh, I want to get this extra uh, crime token so that I can unlock that last suit uh, that I wanted. There's nothing more satisfying
1: than like concussive blasting a giant group of enemies back, and then using the suspension matrix to fly them all and hold them in the air, and then you electric web on one dude, and they're all
2: just like Palpatine in the fucking air being electrocuted. It is just it just boom, boom, boom. If it was that fast, because it's not, because you go, you'd go boom, menu tab tab, boom, menu tab tab tab. Boom. Like it's not that fast. I wish it was I that I fucking fast. hate
1: futzing through menus in the middle of combat. We've
0: established this. It, 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 yeah, it has room for improvement.
2: I agree. Menus
0: are much better when you have to hold three buttons at the same time to magically like, stumble
2: ass backwards into the right thing. Oh dude. And some of these, some of these specific commands, like, I don't know. Like there's just too many multi button things. They ask you to do that even late in the game when I'm already like two prestige levels beyond 50 and I'm doing like mop up before I go finish the game I would push like l1 and R1 instead of instead of l2 and R2 to do uh uh trying to do a uh uh point point launch it's just too, too multi too many multi-button combos too many multi-button combos
1: we don't have the neuroplasticity for all of these buttons now give me four more on the back baby now we figure it out we figured it out. I mean, Zelda was probably the most dense, fucking obnoxious control that scheme. That was not without flaws.
0: <laughs> yeah. But we figured it out! We figured it out, yeah. you know? Nick, how long did you play this game for? You gave it your Well, you gave it a try. I gave it a, I gave it a try. It's not like I was gonna put myself through through misery to try and, like, put a sizable chunk into it. I put as much time as I deemed to get to the point of what the game is. I, p- I played about 20 to 30 minutes, which... Obviously, that's not a lot, but I think you see what the game is in that 20 to 30 minutes. It's like, oh, we're we're swinging around and then we're fighting dudes, and then we're swinging around to to go somewhere else to fight other dudes. Like that's the game. And I get that because that's what a lot of games is like running around and fighting. So, I think I got a fair shake. I got the bread and butter. And the bread was dry and the butter was uh unwieldy. Um I did not <laughs> appreciate the uh the the western triple a sort of treatment of brawler combat that's just not what i'm into i'm not into the magnet hands i'm not into pressing buttons and not feeling like the buttons i'm pushing really influences the attacks that i'm doing it's all context based so it's like if someone's in the air your your buttons do different things and it's like i can't control if they're in the air because i'm just pressing buttons i don't know what these buttons are doing it's not introduced in a very fluid way and I don't feel like the targeting system works very well for a large group of enemies, which is what this game is. It's all large groups of enemies. It's basically a muso, but with like less cool like combat. Like it's less cool than, than a Warriors game is what I'm saying. That's the way it felt like to me. It's just like, oh, I'm just, I'm Spider-Man. I'm surrounded by these dudes and I just have to mash the square button to punch the closest guy and then occasionally press the dodge button because they're pointing a gun at me. And I can't, you know, remove the gun from their hands with my my web swinging skills. It's just beyond me. I have to spend 16 <laughs> skill points to get to that <laughs> point in my career as a Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I did a couple. I did a fight. I swung somewhere else. Did another fight. The second fight was worse. So I just like, you know what? Maybe if I can, like, bump it down to, like, baby mode easy, I can just sort of, like, mind turn off, go through this game. So I bumped it down to easy. I swung somewhere else. I was fighting some other guy. I kept punching a trash can or something. I was like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to deal with this for more than what I've already done, so I I turned it off and started playing Titanfall 2, and I was like, yeah, this is a pretty good game.
1: Titanfall 2 does fuck. We're going to talk about that in the future. The like, game does fuck. It's a cool game. It's fun.
2: I feel like you gave up really fast, man. I'm going to be honest with you. I get that, like, you The man bounce. knows what he likes. I've, I've, tried, I've tried
0: other versions of this same combat. I've tried Batman games. I've tried the Shadow Mordor games. It's like, yeah, I
2: get it. It's just not for me. Okay. I just... That's just not the way that you're, you're you're talking about it right now. Like you're talking about it like it's inherent an inherent issue and I'm like, I didn't have that problem. And like if it's preference, it's preference, but it's like it's not Yeah, I know. It's just an inherent problem for me. Like I just don't want to do that. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I will say that I again in the first like probably like ninety minutes to two hours. Um it's like a little bit like a little bit longer than, than you ended up playing. I think you're probably selling yourself a little short on thirty minutes. You probably spent like an hour, like um no, you're like no. It was a hard 30. Sure like, about mm. that?
1: You sure about that? That's what? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't fight
2: Kingpin. I didn't get that far. Oh, then you actually probably played for 30 minutes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, because that <laughs> yeah, is the yeah. tutorial. ass tutorial is fighting Kingpin. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, okay, I got to listen to
0: Yuri and Yuri talk to each other. And it's like, what the fuck ever? I didn't, and then they're like, oh, you
2: can do some stealth. I'm like, hell no. <laughs> I, okay, I want to talk about the stealth minute. But yeah, after after the first like 90 minutes to two hours, and I really got the sense of like, okay, I get what you want me to do. Like it's way easier than I initially thought it was going to be to navigate the arena, to target the person that I wanted to target. I found that as long as I was looking in the direction that I needed to be looking, I was always going to go towards the enemy that I wanted to go towards. Um, Is it the most wieldy thing on earth? Not at all. And I don't blame you for bouncing off because the first time I tried to play this, I did the Kingpin tutorial and I stopped. Uh, I never played it again. Uh, Granted, I was pretty busy. I was this was during grad school, Um, but I I was like, "Nah, like, I don't I don't I don't want to do this. Uh, The stealth in this game makes me except for the, the forced like M- miles and Mary Jane stealth sections, which were like annoying, if very easy to do, um, so annoying. Spider-Man's <sighs> stealth in this game gives me hope for like stealth games more broadly that they don't all have to be plotting slow, mechanical, uninteresting affairs. Um, where if a single thing goes wrong, you're just fucked and you have to like immediately start improvising. Um, God, it was so satisfying to, to get into a section where it's like, let me take these guys down without fighting openly if I can, or even doing the taskmaster stealth challenges and trying to figure out how fast can I, can I clear this group of enemies? It's thrilling to me to like, you know, zip, zip, zip point, dodge, you know, three different places, uh, wrap this guy up, tie him to a pole, zip, zip, take down, zip, take down, take down, doing them in the correct order. So that they wouldn't see me so I could clear that whole rooftop and just like working your way down towards the ground level till you get to those last couple guys and you can like big web both of them into the wall and just be like, boom, done, like not detected whatsoever. It was fun, like fast stealth. That's cool. Like I'd never... I'd never experienced something like that before. The
1: thing that I really appreciate about the stealth system in this game is that the UI is very legible and easy to understand. You know when an enemy is looking at you. You know when an enemy is available to uh either knock him out or zip him up in a web. It's very quick. Things are you know, it's happening so fast. You never once are like like, oh shit, the the purple button flashed and I was gonna tie him up on the rope, but then it quickly changed and I got spotted by another guy. It's just the system works really well, and it's easy to understand as you're going and, like you said, moving as quick as you are and making decisions on the fly. I can't remember another game where both options, as far as combat versus stealth, were both so fun and engaging that, like... Yeah. It really was like on a whim. I'm like, okay, how am I gonna do this enemy base? Like, I didn't know until I got there. And some days, or you know, some moments, I'm feeling like, man, a prolonged fight just sounds kind of boring. Sometimes I think, ah, uh, doing some stealth sounds really tedious right now. It just, what mood am I in? And it engages you every time. So I'm sad, Nick, that you didn't get to experience the stealth. But again, I know different strokes. Yeah, it wasn't meant to be. My um experience with stealth pretty much starts and stops. Uh, with Assassin's Creed and that is like forced follow missions where you're just like laying in bushes and like walking slowly up to someone and pressing square or whatever. Like, you know, it's not exactly the cream of the crop despite being something that franchise is like touted for. You know what I mean? It's not exactly the most engaging thing on the planet and there's nothing worse than forced stealth missions which Spider-Man does have and they're fucking annoying. Uh, but, But anyway... The combat, if it's not for you, it's not for you. Um, I think it does uh, what it wants to do very well. And then Miles Morales takes it to a new level just because of the kind of powers he has and some of the area of effect stuff, which I think it was like, this is just a, a match made in heaven here. I don't want to look at the future too far. Like, what will Spider-Man 2 do? You know, the sequel issue of like, all right, are we going to get Metroided or are we going to start with all of our powers and you're going to have to just introduce a bunch of new stuff to make us feel like we're still progressing at the same rate that
0: we did before? I don't know how they're going to solve that. Right, especially since it's Black Suit Spider-Man and you're like switching between him and Miles. Very different. Freely, so, so they say.
2: Yeah. In open world sections. Uh, I, yeah, that's a really good question. Um, they're, they're obviously going to have separate skill trees, which... <laughs> Um, but whatever. Uh, and I would hope that black suit Metroids us so that we are starting fresh and learning it again, as opposed to, Hey, remember those things now they're all a little bit different and you have to figure that out on the fly. Like I'd much rather just go to ground zero and learn it again. Dude, the
1: symbiote powers are going to be fucking tight.
0: They're going to be very cool. I'm really excited for it. I'm hoping it's already showcased a little bit of the combat like additions, right? In those first couple trailers
1: Where you like see spider-man doing new things but like you don't have any context for how it's happening right but
0: it, it gets the mind of wonder and i would assume right.
1: yeah i mean he's doing he's definitely doing things that you could not do before so yeah no i think it's going to be cool
0: we're obviously going to
1: talk about the story of this game like but i figure we'd go through some of the you know
0: the number four most important thing <laughs> honestly like their narrative is
1: obviously crucial to this experience but like you're doing so many other things that it takes a backseat a lot of the time. Like Chris, like you said, you spent like eight or nine hours just for like, I'm going to go do all the crimes and I'm going to do all the backpacks. I'm going to collect all these awesome things that keep me engaged with the world that you were not really focusing on the story that much. And that's fine, you know, because there's so much to do.
2: And the story did, did continue to draw me forward though, in a way that I, I wouldn't have devoured this so quickly if, if, it, if it wasn't as good as it was. Um, but there are a lot of things to go do. Yeah, you that you're like Peter's old backpacks that he's like webbed around the city. You get all these pieces of ephemera. I love the backpacks, dude. Of course you do, because that's all the shit that you keep in your desk drawer for 25 years. And then you're like, look at this ticket stub from this movie that we saw in seventh grade. And I'm like, I don't. What the fuck are you talking about? Everything you find in a backpack is like
1: Leo meme. We were like, oh, I know this from this series or that book or this cartoon or whatever but it's but it's always got their little twist on it and it's always a little bit fresh and so you're you have the excitement of discovery in this world but you're also being rewarded for knowing the lore of of this character and this franchise yeah so i i did all the dude the, the backpack and the photo stuff like right off the rip
2: yeah, that was me to a sick degree, though, where it was like, oh, I can do the towers to clear fog of war, and then I can do backpacks, and I can also do crimes, and I can also do, well, no, I think that's all you can do at first. I was like, great, I'm going to do all of them. I just went <laughs> burrow by burrow, part of the city by part of the city, doing each everything that was available, and then it's like, oh, I could do Harry's research stations now. Sweep through, do every research station. Oh, now I could do the photo op, sweep through, do every photo op. And as new stuff got introduced, oh, bases, that's the other one, the the Fisk bases. Um, I would go, I would just go and do them. Um, and it kept it from becoming too overwhelming. Like, God, I can't even imagine like letting th- three or four of those pile up, and then you've got like 20 icons in every part of the city. Like, that would be insanity for me. But yeah, I could go do like 15 research stations and then like map my way through the city so that my last one is right next to the mission marker this is before i got fast travel um well after i got fast travel forget about it and i know i mentioned this on an earlier pod but oh my god loading screens are gone i i i i can't believe it even still that i can just click something on the map and then I go to black and the, it just comes right back up. And I'm just there. I was like, duh, ha, whoa, oh, this, duh, this is magic. This is like sorcery. Like this, <laughs> this ah, uh, and this is right after. And I, we also, I also just went back and listened to the last 30 minutes of the tears, of the kingdom, uh, pod. So I could hear the live. Cause I still had not heard any of the shit that you guys had said while I was playing the end of, uh, Zelda and all of your uh, ridicule about my lack of combat ability was well deserved, let me just say. Um, <laughs> Nick was
1: disappointed. Okay.
2: <laughs> again, skill issue. Sk- yep,
0: wholeheartedly. Give me. Yep. For a man who boasted his ability to just take down Lionels with the greatest of ease, you were just face tanking Ganon like a champ.
2: After <laughs> getting 40 hearts and maxed armor and a master sword fused with something. I don't have to use skill anymore. I can face take him. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, what's going on with this? Uh, oh, loading screens. Yeah. And that like 25 second loading screen where you all wondered privately to yourself, did his switch just freeze? I had thought the same shit. You don't have that on a PS5. You do not have that in Spider-Man, not the remaster. Like you are just there. That is like the promise of current gen tech to me. Is, I know this is the console
1: crusade podcast, but that's been the dream of PC owners for like two decades now.
2: <laughs> that's fine. That's our life. That's still, that's still not my not my steez. I get it. Um, and I wonder why. I wonder why that is. I don't know. I just, the thought of like sitting at a computer to play video games is just still so strange Chris, to me.
1: my computer is hooked up to my 40... Eight inch OLED TV here, and I play it with an Xbox One Elite controller. I just play it at extremely high fidelity and at very high frame rates. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just a console, a very expensive console. Well, I was going <laughs> to say,
2: like, a really expensive, and like, I mean, you know, but I hemmed and hawed for literal years until I finally pulled the trigger on a PS5. And even then, Tiffany was kind of like, are you sure now is the time to do that? Like, I thought you were going to do it when you were making double money up in Alaska. And I'm like, well, you know, like now is fine, but we are still like, I don't know if I can afford to do this. And so to do like $1,200, I think is a fair estimate, like on the low end to build a gaming PC. I don't know when I'll have that amount of money at one time again. Um, I am envious of those who have been able to construct it over time. But even then I just feel like, Oh fuck, I'm going to have to, replace components and get more memory. And I don't know how computers work like, but, but I know that you, the shit you buy is not going to last forever. And even like, you know, Todd Howard was people are like, why didn't you optimize uh, Starfield for PC? And he's like, I did. You need to upgrade your PC. And I'm like, great. I'll go fuck myself. I guess like I super. Yeah. There's a high barrier of
1: entry. So I don't begrudge anybody. I was actually just talking to some guys today about that. We have a friend who like laments, not being able to play on PC, but I said, listen, If you don't have the patience or the literacy to like troubleshoot things, you know, like for example, I've got three monitors hooked up. When the third one is hooked up, my V Sync just doesn't work on any of my monitors. Why is that? No clue. Gotta figure that one out. Thanks, HDMI. Right. You're not gonna fucking Google that one away. Like, so if you're just a guy who wants to just sit down, plug in and play, yeah. The sacrifice is you're going to get the worst version of the game, generally speaking, not always. And that is fine, you know? So, And you're going to pay $80 a year for multiplayer. Right. No PC master race over here. I am a huge PC advocate, but... I don't play multiplayer, so...
0: Problem solved. Problem is solved. Um Free cloud saves on Steam. That's fair. <laughs> yeah.
2: I do some stuff on Steam, stuff that I can't get on uh, a console. But that list is short of games that I'm like, oh, I have to play this on Steam. And it was literally... Stuff that will run on a MacBook.
1: <laughs> yeah, the the downside of that being uh my was card costs twice as much as uh, Chris's PS5. So you know it, it comes with its downsides. <laughs> Cheap spender
2: over here. You don't have three of them, you fucking plebe. Yeah, exactly. So all of this to say you're you're making my point for me and I appreciate it. Um I got you, boo. So uh other things about this game. Can you talk to me about puzzles? I give me your take on puzzles. Uh, I mean, one of them is Pipe Dream, which I'm always down to do some Pipe Dream. I did not set it to auto puzzle. I wanted to do the Pipe Dream, um, the little like sequencing puzzle where you have to get the bars to overlap to make the right thickness and like subtract ones. I was kind of like pretty ambivalent about that one, um, but I like I like some Pipe Dream. I like some Pipe Dream. It's a good ass game. No offense, that's a great game. No offense, it's fun the first twelve times. He gets old pretty quick. I would argue that they did quite a lot with them that I didn't expect, like giving me some like branched tracks of electricity and going like oh like, oh wait, hang on, like I have to just like send some stuff to not have an endpoint and like only one of them has to get to an endpoint and like that. That was kind of kind of interesting, but yeah, it's fine, it's whatever. It's it's pipe dream. Uh, I just, I want to talk about the story. I don't want to wait anymore. Um, I don't care if it's number four. We had to talk about all the other shit. The story's fucking great. I'm like relatively well steeped in Spidey lore. Um, I have said and maintained that he has easily the best rogues gallery of any Marvel superhero by a country mile. Uh, and they use them in this game so well and in really unexpected and interesting ways. Um, I knew that Otto is not destined for a good fate from the second that I'm like, oh shit, I'm working for Otto Octavius. Like, is he already broken bad? Is he gonna break bad? And knowing that like, it's inevitable. It is It is a, uh, a canon event that Otto Octavius is going to become Dr. Octopus. Uh, however, I still found myself like rooting for it not to happen and pulling for him and wanting Peter to get through to him. Um, and they just do such a good job of mapping that descent down so that when you arrive at the end of the game, spoilers for Spider-Man 2018, and Otto's like, I'm, you're such a disappointment, Peter. And he outs himself as knowing exactly who you were the entire time. And, and of course is, he did. Because he's a, a super genius. Exactly. But they don't ever make that apparent until it gets to that point, And then we get to see Pete snap um, yeah. and, and go off. I was like, Oh my God, like this is a hell of a final boss fight. Like this is really fucking cool. And Oh God, to say nothing of like the horizontal fight on the side of the building. I was like, what a cool Ooh. and interesting, like what can we do with Spider-Man set piece of like, well, he could grab on with his arms and he could just stick with his feet. So let's do a horizontal fight. Um, that was great. Norman Osborn as the mayor of New York city, too good. So, uh, so incredibly obvious in hindsight, but great. Um, very Lex Luthor of them. There was a, a, a run where Lex was the, the president of the United States for a while and Superman just had to kind of fucking deal with that. Like his our being the fucking president. And like, that was always really intriguing to me. So this feels like an extension of that. And, uh, Mr. Negative, who I'm not like epically familiar with, but, bringing all roads back to Norman Osborn and giving us a like little, uh, uh, peeks at these other villains, like fucking, Oh, like shocker. Oh my God. What a fucking dipshit. Like loved those little encounters with that moron. And then uh, I, I really thought they really set me up to feel like, okay, it, you know, Martin Lee is our antagonist, you know, uh, it's Mr. Negative. And I bag him and I feel so unsatisfied. And I'm like, I'm at 70% completion. What the fuck is going on? and then we work our way into the sinister 6 with this awesome tandem tandem boss fights and having to deal with like always like scorpion and rhino at the same time and pulling stuff down pulling shipping containers down on rhino to stun him so i can hit him while i'm dodging scorpions uh acid blast and oh the whole sequence where Peter's basically just like tripping balls and imagining that New York City is covered in a sea of acid and like having all these whole crazy hallucinations. I was like, man, this is cool. Dude, the thing that I really appreciate about
1: what this game did is that I, I was always worried, like, man, they're throwing a lot at it. We had the Sinister Six and Mr. Negative, and and obviously auto is gonna turn at some point and I mean, we start with Kingpin, obviously, but I was just like, dude, there's so much. It feels like, are they going to just way overdo it? But the game does a really good job of making you feel like you really are living the life of of this guy turned superhero. Like the the way Shocker is introduced, it's just another night in Peter's life. It doesn't feel like, oh, all right, we're setting up this big reveal, and here he is. It's just you really feel like you're living this large chunk of time. Yeah,
2: and he's like, Shocker got out again. He's like, I got him. Where is he? It's <laughs> just, just a fucking Thursday for this guy. It just feels very organic the way people are introduced.
1: And it never feels like, oh, man, we're really stuffing the stocking here.
2: Stuffing the stocking? That's
1: great. <laughs> it all works. You know, It all, it all works. The set pieces are a lot of fun in this yeah. game. You mentioned the Scorpion one. That was a total trip. Dude, Vulture.
2: Oh, Electro and Vulture. That's a tough fight.
1: That's a fun fight. It almost was like, how many more characters do we have? Obviously, there's a lot more characters we're, g- like, we're going to get.
2: We got Venom. We've got Craven. I did never play the DLC. I understand that uh, Hammerhead and Black Cat are in that. Um, yeah, DLC was a mixed bag. Um, the first one was really
1: awesome. I thought they were setting up some really cool stuff with Black Cat. And then it just kind of goes away until the very, very, very end of the last DLC pack. And so it was you know a lot of promise and not, not a lot of lived to up to potential
2: yeah. but um i'll skip it then it's probably again like they this is a really lived in peter this is a peter who is an adult this is a peter who's been doing this for a while um it's a peter who's dealing with some some shit in his own life trying to reconcile with mary jane trying to balance his obligations to his family the typical um, Spidey stuff. Typical Spidey stuff, but he he knows these people. He knows these villains and they do a great job of pushing Peter to his breaking point and also really clearly visualizing that for us through the course of the game in the, the constant deterioration of New York City until by the time you get to the last couple of uh, uh, missions, it is a literal war zone. There are escaped criminals from Rikers Island, just shooting at you on every building top. The silver sable forces attack you on site. There's like checkpoints all over the place. There's fires. Like literally the city is falling apart as Peter too is falling apart and trying to hold it together. Um, is it a little on the nose? Sure. But I love a good visual metaphor. Uh, and I think that they did a nice job with it. And I just, it makes me so interested for the way that the way they're going to do it again in part two especially with the absence of spoilers for spider-man 2018 Aunt May who fucking buys the farm at the end of that game which ripped my fucking heart out (laughs) holy shit I'm like oh they're not gonna do that and then he's got the vaccine in his hand and he's like yeah she's gonna die and he's like how soon can you replicate this he's like 24 hours maybe And he still, and this is what I love about it, is it wasn't like a, yeah, you're right. Let me go hold Aunt May's hand while she dies. It was a, give me a minute, and him walking over to the IV and preparing to insert it into the IV and let New York City die for the sake of his aunt before he finally comes to his better judgment, but then still is just so fucking torn up about it. He's like, this isn't fair. And then for Aunt May to be like, yeah, I know you're Peter, like. (laughs) <laughs> it's been obvious to everyone but you that we know that you are Spider-Man. Right. Uh, heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. The mantra
1: of when Spider-Man wins, Peter loses. And it's just that running theme. God, it's brutal. And and they set you up. They set you up like, the game is over. You're going to get your happy ending. Of course Aunt May is not going to die. Like, obviously that's not going to happen. This is such a bait and switch I went into that whole thing knowing that, like, no, they're gonna f- fucking split the vaccine up. They're gonna figure it out. Anime's not gonna die, and then they fucking do it to you. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa! That's not how this works, assholes. And they fucking get you, you know. And it is beautiful and it is heart wrenching. Much less so with uh, Peter's new face. Still salty about that. I guess you you got to experience. You never got to experience the OG face, really. Um, the better
0: face. <laughs> the much better face. He
2: looked he looked Dude. a little young. I didn't... No, the OG is worse,
0: is what I'm saying. The OG is worse? No. Yeah, he looks like a 45-year-old man. No, right. he looks
2: creepy. <laughs> he looks like Yuri Lowenthal. He looks like a... No, he doesn't! Uh, come on! Spider-Man 2018 original face.
1: The picture's not going to do it justice. The mocap was so much worse on the new face, and the fact that they were just trying to make him look like a fucking... Hot young stud, like Tom Holland. If Tom Holland didn't look like a twelve-year-old, you know what I'm saying? Like it just <laughs> really fucking annoying. And 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 he looks like James Franco. <laughs> wait,
2: wait, Spider-Man. He's kind of got the the hairline of a Franco. He he really does. Um, yeah. I mean, I get why they did it because they want to sell more movie tickets and they want it to look a little bit more like. Holland's going to look because he's going to be around for a minute uh, with these, you know, continued uh, licensing sharing agreements. Um, but I, yeah, I would have, I like that he's an adult. I would have liked for him to look a little bit more like an adult. Well, he's only 23.
1: So he's been he's Spider-Man a, for seven barely years. Barely an adult. <laughs> he's, he's a
2: fucking kid still. How, what's
1: the
0: time gap on this? this? is only probably a year on this second game. I think it's like real time, like five years since game release to like now. I think No that's what way. The, I think so.
2: No, no, no. Not Miles real is time. A kid. Not real time. But is Spider-Man 2 going to be five years in game after Spider-Man 1? Or is it going to pick up fairly soon after the events of Spider-Man 1? Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm
0: saying is I think it's like a five year gap. Oh, that's the, crazy. There's been other games that have done similar things where it's like, yeah, it's been as long as the last game came out as to these time periods as well. Gee. I don't
1: know. Brian Innerhart clears up some confusion about that. Ten months after the events of Miles Morales, which was about a year after the first game? So so this takes place in 2021. Okay. Dude, a five-year gap is so massive. So much. What happens to Miles? as a like a 14-year-old kid when he gets his powers. Oh, my gosh. You guys scared the shit out of me. (laughs) Oh, my character development happened
2: off screen. Given the end of the game where it's like, symbiote has Harry it would be weird to me that we just jump five years and Peter's like oh Harry where the fuck have you been for 5.75 years yeah for for over a quarter of my life what the fuck I don't
0: know just say oh yeah nothing's really happened in the past few years you do the same thing with 10 months or a year I mean a lot happen how how much time passes between the beginning of spider-man and the end of spider-man like a week maybe
1: Uh... Is it that short? That's,
0: that's a busy week. <laughs> it's a yeah, I know.
2: <laughs> like the first, the first like third of that game is a day. <laughs> Lord, he Peters is like God. It's been a, I haven't slept in like a day and a half. I'm like, whoa, yeah, that's it. Hasn't been that much chronological time yet. Yeah. So isn't like Miles Morales like a Christmas time? About a month and a half
0: is vibe. what took place. Yeah, but. So is it a full year after then? I think it was a full
1: year after because Miles goes from just discovering his powers to like being fucking Spider-Man. So I think it's a year after, a little over a year. Anyway, what not relevant. Chris, any other story beats that, that, uh, that stick out to you that uh, you want to touch on?
2: I enjoyed the will they, won't they nature of uh, Peter and MJ's relationship. I liked the nature of like they have this working relationship that Peter misconstrues cause he's a dork. And of course he does. Uh, but does he misconstrue it? But MJ seems to think he does. Uh, I liked the, it makes perfect sense to me as like this, MJ being this like strong, independent career woman to, to get a little bit of a complex about like being saved by Peter time and time again, especially when their relationship is on the outs. Uh, so that made like perfect sense to me that she would react the way that she did. Uh, and I feel like some some folks have been like, "Why would you like?" I oh, this is totally unrealistic that you'd respond like that. I'm like, "No, it's not. No, it's not." They're children.
1: Yeah, their brains aren't finished developing yet. Yeah, they're literally like hormonal messes with superpowers. The Martin Lee as sort of the um the tragic figure. You know, as you first you learn about his childhood after being introduced to him is like, I mean, he's running feast or whatever this outreach program like he's saving people he's taking care of people and you start to unearth more about his past and the experiments that were done on him and and how you know the death of his family and you're like god damn like you kind of you're kind of like yeah i get why you're doing this man yep he's just gone too far and he's fucking lost it and obviously in the middle of that game we get the origin of of sort of miles in his background where you meet his dad, the cop early on, and it turns out that it's, it's Miles Morales's dad and he gets, he gets suicide <laughs> bombed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. A, okay. A, yeah. That
2: one, that one we've got to, that, that, that is when I knew that this game was not fucking around. Cause obviously you meet him and he's like, Hey, my name is Jeff. And I'm like, <laughs> Jefferson Davis. And I'm like, here's this black cop whose name is Jeff. And I'm like, well, that's Miles dad. And also your fucking worm food, um, post haste. But then, like an event suicide bombers. And not only like suicide bombers, but like mind controlled civilians that he got to strap bombs to themselves and fucking blow themselves up. That was wild. I was like, low key. They're kind of out of pocket for this, but I'm, I'm here for it. Um, cause that, yeah, I literally dropped my jaw and was like, I cannot believe that they just did that. And then he kept doing it with making these people like kill, just shoot themselves in the head. Once he got the information he needed from them, like, Just crazy, 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 the lengths that they they took him to.
1: I keep saying what a, you know, what a romp through New York, what a grand adventure this game is, but this game is kind of fucked. It's really dark. There had been some criticism of this game for its portrayal of the police and Spider-Man's relationship with... uh, Oh, it's copaganda.
2: Totally copaganda. I mean, he's literally helping them set up their fucking Patriot Act-ass fucking surveillance system that he piggybacks to track crime. So it's good. Um, I'm using big air quotes for our listeners at home. Um, yeah, it's a hundred percent is copaganda. Uh, I was like, I just need to accept this and move on because that is what it is. And I, I'm uncomfortable with it and I, there's nothing I can do about it and I'm going to, I'm moving on. There's sort of the, like the question of like,
1: do, do these companies have an obligation to make social commentary on, like the state of the world with these games and miles, especially as being like a young person of color and like his role in what we assume is probably a one for one New York city, right? Like with all of its flaws, I don't know. Part of me feels like, is it easy to go in and just assume that like, all right, the fucking fraternity that is so broken in the real world, it's just like, oh, the cops haven't figured out. They hold bad cops accountable and things work in this fucking world that we're playing in right now. Is it easy to just wave your hand and pretend it doesn't exist? Yeah. That was quite the hot topic for a minute. What would sell more copies? Cop oh, I understand. Then. Why? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It totally makes sense as to why. Why would we touch such a volatile subject when we can just print money and make your best friend a fucking cop? But she's an Asian woman, so you can't get mad at her. <laughs> Right? Yeah, I can. <laughs> Logically, you would say so, but then they're, they're like, no, no, we're good. We got our bases covered. Model race right there. Perfect.
2: Oh, 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 boy. yeah. I'm, yeah. You know, oof. those
1: conversations took place. You know, those conversations happened. Yeah. Voiced by a white woman. <laughs> oh, actually, is she who really? voices her. Yeah. Yikes. Who
0: is also Yuri Lowenthal's wife. So it's him talking to himself, who the, is also his wife. <laughs> the nepotism. I will say. Part
1: of what makes this game so fun to play is Yuri Lowenthal's performance and the levity he brings I mean that's and that's the trait that spider-Man brings in any of his stories is his fucking smart mouth and the way he relates to danger and tragedy um, is with humor and it's it's it never feels uh, uh, inorganic or or like recycled or forced And part of that is a good script. Part of that is a great performance.
0: Now, Lowenthal is a really, really good voice actor. Yeah. He's, he's been great. doing it for yeah. a long time for a reason.
2: Hard work. Yeah, he's excellent. The, the voice acting of this game, I think, is like pretty uniformly excellent. Um, it's no God of War, it's no The Last of Us, but I think that they've raised the bar. Lower stakes. Ex- yeah. Well, yeah, but, uh, mm, even lower stakes games can still have really excellent vocal performance it's not all about the drama it's just about the do you do the thing really well and those two games i think specifically have just well series have like raised the bar so like stratospherically high that it's almost unfair to like hold everything to that and not just be like this was great you did a really good job and this game voice acting is great no complaints about the voice acting
0: mary jane same actress as abby from last of us part two
2: huh yeah
0: laura bailey in everything so in everything also same as metroid prime did we was it on air that
1: we talked about uh, Jay Jonah Jameson?
2: Oh, with his freaking podcast, like I love that. It was a great spin out of that. Alex Jones, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very smart.
1: Yeah, I mean, at this point, we've talked about this game so much on the podcast, Chris. I'm glad. I'm glad that you had a great time with it because it is just so fun. And i've I've, I've played the I've played Spider Man 2018 five times. Five times. I've platinumed it on both PS4 and PS5. That's wild, okay? man. I just had so much fun and, and going back to it was sort of uh, the way that I relate to maybe like like rereading Harry Potter or something where it's like you f- it's gotten to the point where it feels like I'm, I'm revisiting old friends that I haven't seen in a long time. Oh, you know? um, I love that. Not to open the Harry Potter can of worms, but yeah, it's just, I just love those characters. I love the people. I just like being with them. And I'm really excited to get back to that world next month. Chris you have to play Miles Morales
2: we play that game.
1: You you have to. You, I've you got it
2: and um honestly man I'm glad we're doing like a game diary feature this week and a little bit of news and not any what we've played because I've uh, other than when I've been in transit doing Luigi's Mansion like on planes I have maybe played 30 minutes of video games in the last 3 weeks. I've had no fucking time. No, yeah, yeah I, it's understandable. And so, But I have Miles. It's on. It is sitting on my entertainment center so that I don't lose sight of I need to have that beat before October. Um. But yeah, RIP to me having time to play anything, let alone uh, rotation of games. Uh, Miles Morales is way shorter. And if you're not platinuming it, I mean, it is. Well, and Spidey was really short. I mean, that was like a 20 hour game, maybe with me doing all the stuff that I did.
1: When I did my, my new... I think I said this before, but when I did my new game plus run to get my Platinum Miles Morales, I think I beat the main story in like four and a half hours. Like just mainlining it. Like it is it is a much shorter game. A lot fewer collectibles. I think more meaningful in a lot of places. Um But there's a lot of great characters. I mean, you spend a lot of time with Miles' uncle. Like it's just... It's a great game. Uh, however, much, much smaller. And at the time, I mean, it sold for $20 less. It was sort of a glorified DLC in a way um so calibrate your expectations there but it's not going to take you expand
0: alone it, yeah
1: exp- there, i've never heard that that that's works good. Yeah, that's, that's good that's yeah, good that's a
0: i did not invent the term but okay. it is okay. a it is a term that is like dlc that got too big for its uh for its base game to be like a standalone release like i think undead nightmare was was an expand alone mm. Mm. stuff mm. of that caliber yeah how long do be has it at seven and a half hours for main story Wow, so like eight hours if you're plucking along. I'll be grabbing if you're stuff,
2: to do some side quests. I know that one of the suit rewards, uh, in that game, if you get, I think, Spider it's, Cat. I yes, is getting the bodega cat on your shoulder, and I need that more desperately than I've ever needed any pickup in any game. It's amazing, ever. it's amazing,
1: it's great. I forgot to talk about how much I fucking. Love the costumes in this game. I had so much fun. I would change my costume at night. I would change my costume depending on what I was, what crimes I was fighting. I would like, dude, when all the bad guys break out of jail and they're shooting at you at the end of the game. I'm like, I got to turn on my battle worn classic suit. You're all bloodied up and ripped up. Like I, I just, I always had to have the right suit for the right moment. Chris, what's your favorite suit?
2: Oh, ask me to choose my favorite cat. Ask me to choose my favorite student. (laughs) Like, just, just shoot me in the head. Top three. Top three. Oh my god. Okay. Um. Clear number one, actually. Uh, uh uh classic comic. Clear number one for with me. The the animated one? Yes, with the like dot uh. art style. I was like, this is so fucking cool to see this laid into this uh 3D world. I did that as soon as I got that, I never switched that off. Um I also did a lot of time with the uh future foundation suit that's all white with the huge black spider. Uh I spent wow. time with the I don't remember what it's called, but it's black with the neon green eyes and the big ass neon green, uh, spider on the front and the back. Um, I did a little bit of the, uh, that's like, the, uh,
1: big time suit, I think, or for it's when the big time run, I don't know if it's, I don't remember. That's what it's called.
2: Uh, but um, that one, this, it's I did like the stealth
1: suit or something.
2: Yeah, that might be. The old. green one, yeah. Yeah, I did the dark suit for a little bit, the one that you get from getting all the black cat collectibles. I thought that was really cool looking. With the red spider? Oh, yeah, Yeah, with the red dude. spider. Oh, my God. But yeah, I switched between them a lot uh, and just had a great time. I started, as soon as I got the ability to customize, I turned the Raimi suit on, the ribbed webbing, and and swung around yeah. in, the Ra- in the Raimi suit for uh, a solid couple of hours. But then I was like, there's just too many fucking cool suits. Like I just I just wanted to switch all the time and I'm like oh, I want to try this one oh, I want to try this one and there's a lot of very goofy suits, um
1: and I am I'm, I'm curious how they're gonna have the same level of customization in the next
2: game as far as like new shit you know, like the the fucking boxer shorts where you like you one shot everything but you get one shot also I was like oh that's kind of cool I'm bad at this game so that's not gonna yeah. work but I love that for so people cool. who are better
1: my favorite suit of all time spirit spider no come on it's fucking goddamn ben riley
2: oh scarlet spider come on Scarlet,
1: scarlet spider, spider looks so tight
2: fucking best scarlet spider sick i liked the spirit spider but i was like this is too much like i i like this in principle but i don't want to see this all the time <laughs> it's too much man it's too much the homemade suit is
1: really cool i'm just browsing through all the different suits Um, I played a lot of time in the classic suit I don't like I do not like the 2018 suit I don't I think they tried too hard to make it their own thing I don't like the white I don't like the gloves they just tried too hard with it um, that it looks like a shitty fan suit spent a lot of time in the Raimi suit spent a lot of time in the Tom Holland suit Um, black cat the anti-ox suit in my new game plus I wore a lot I really think that suit looks awesome with the plating and the yellow spider
2: that's cool it's cool what a goddamn fun game yeah, it was it was a fun time that did a lot of things really well. I'm so eager to see uh, what they do even better with a little more time, what they do the same, what they do differently. Um, but for me always, even though it's four out of four in the review criterion, is I want to know what's, what kind of yarn they're spinning, what kind of web they're weaving, I dare say. Ah, um, uh, I just can't wait to zip through the story and uh swing my way through all of these uh, excellent twists and turns before crawling to the finish. Cease Console Crusade review. What's your review score? Uh official. Official? Uh probably like 86. I think that enough of the side quest stuff is repetitive and annoying enough that like I didn't even finish all of the like Radiant Crimes for lack of a better term because they just fucking spawn anywhere at random points and then conversely don't fucking spawn when I need them to it's like, I have three more sable crimes in this district and I've been web slinging for 90 seconds to two minutes and none of them have spawned. This is stupid. Um, yeah, it's just repetitive. A lot of the side quest stuff's really repetitive, better variety of side questing. It'd be like an 89 for me, solid three points off for that. In my opinion, I think you're going to like
1: miles Morales more. I really think you will. Much more concise experience. Much more meaningful. Collectible side quests. Everything. What did I give Zelda? Did I give an
0: 88? Nobody knows. Uh,
2: There's I no website so. to look this up. <laughs> I, think so. I, I think so. I think you said 88. Great game. I don't think you went to an 89. I like
1: Spider-Man significantly more than Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. But I don't think it crosses into the 90s. So, I might have to reevaluate the Zelda score. It's irrelevant. It's, it's a high 80s. I love the game, but I don't think it crosses into like, once you get in the nines, you're talking about masterpieces, goaded territory. And I don't think Spider Man 2018 quite falls no. uh, into that objectively, right? As a package, it yeah. is a goddamn good time, but like, it, it doesn't quite hit.
0: So, I don't know. It's tough because it's one of those games that's not really striving to be, you know, generational you know, this is what gaming is meant to be. This is peak. Like, it doesn't try to be that. It just wants to be a good-ass game. Insomniac just makes good-ass games.
1: Right. It's it's like Avengers isn't trying to win any fucking Oscars, you know? It's just trying to be a fucking good-ass
0: superhero movie. Fun and engaging and enthralling. Like, it just does exactly what it wants wants to
2: do. Did you
1: ever play the infamous games? I played Second Son when the PS4 came out, and I liked it.
2: Yeah, those are Insomniac, right? No.
0: Who, Who is, is Sucker that? Sucker Punch? Sucker Punch, yeah. They did Ghost of Tsushima. They did Sly Cooper. What do I know? Insomniac. They're up from in them. Seattle. Insomniac does Ratchet and Clank. Oh, Insomniac well, well, also did Sunset Overdrive, one of favorite my... Xbox game.
1: <laughs> Actually, if we're talking exclusives, maybe. Well, they
0: own Bethesda now, so Skyrim is technically a Microsoft game. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sunset Overdrive is a game I had so much fun with. It's just a. It's like it's like a. It's like a. I don't know. It's like a prototype for. Spider-Man. Well, in some it ways. is, but I'm like, it's like a fucking bullet hell game, but Spider-Man movement. There's just, it's just, it's chaos. It's just guns, You're like rail grinding, a <laughs> lot of rail grinding. It's like Tony Hawk meets like I don't even know. It's just, it's a crazy game. I really like that. game.
0: It's cel shaded. It's basically Jet Set Radio.
1: Actually, Chris, you might really fuck with that game. A lot less uh, a cab, <laughs> not floaty enough, but that was still a two hour podcast. God, damn. it was. It was great. We did it.
0: We're professionals.
1: I'm gonna have a, hopefully a lot to say about Starfield next week. We'll see what the week brings. Nick, you and I hung out, went to some game stores yesterday. That was nice. I got to see you in person. We can still talk about that if you wanted to.
0: <laughs> I didn't know. not know if it was going to come up. Yeah, saw each other in person, in in the world, in the flesh, in meat, meat vision, meat space. <laughs> yeah, we hung out, went to three different game stores in the the Portland metro area.
1: Generally speaking, if you get me to go into three decent game stores, I'm going to spend some money. I didn't. I bought a couple DVDs, a couple of 4K Blu-rays. The only game I bought was a glaring omission from my NES collection, a gold cart uh, Legend of Zelda. That's all I got. Got it for like 29 bucks, like fine price. Couldn't believe I didn't have it. So picked that up and that was it.
0: Yeah, I thought the the stock that they had at these three individual stores were fair to good. Yeah. I wouldn't say that they were like lacking desperately or anything. Like it's just that you're pretty deep into your collection. Like you, you don't really have a lot of, Things left except for your like big grails the that big are ones. more expensive. You're not really seeing them very often. And if you do, they're not going to be at a good price. Right. So, and I'm just getting Switch games. So, a retro store isn't necessarily a lot of uh, stock in that department. Right. It is not even, yeah, a lot of the games I want to buy are still selling retail. So, I can just wait for a sale.
1: We went to three very different stores. The first one was Hawthorne Game Exchange, which was very clean, it was very quaint. Had good stock. Pretty small, but, but but stocked, right? Very well stocked. Had the charm you would expect for, like, a store in the Hawthorne District. Video Game Wizard, which is a store we've been into together before, back when it was at a different location. They're a fucking disaster. Yeah. They used to be more of a it disaster. Is like, cramped. Horrible layout, Like like... Every aisle is completely isolated, so you have to, like,
0: go back to the front of the store to get to a new aisle. <laughs> and, it like, needs a map, honestly. Yeah, it needs a map. That is wretched. For a space that is about as big as my bedroom. <laughs> right. Seriously.
1: And very little inventory was actually priced. They look things up, which is whatever yeah. their prerogative, but kind of annoying. I don't want to have to ask. I want to just, like, you know, suck it up and, like, do the math myself. Well, it is nice, though, that, like, at least, like, if I had come in with a stack of games that was worth 400 bucks... I'm sure I could have gotten a good deal just by negotiating because they're just trying to move inventory. Nothing's priced. I remember years ago when we went in, this is like 2015, they had a whole back section behind the counter just absolutely stacked to the ceiling with game guides. And I bought so many guides, a lot of retro stuff, a lot of Super Nintendo, like from Mario RPG to Donkey Kong Country, which I think you have uh, one of those copies now that I had gotten. Um And just great prices, great condition, and I'm a sucker for old game guys—an absolute mark. But I just—I went in. They looked them up. We negotiated and got like a decent deal and shit. And so that I like that kind of store, but it was so dirty. It felt like going into like a sketchy pawn shop down on like Stark or something. It just—I don't like the vibe, you know. The one in Gresham, Nick. What was that called? It's Retro Shark, bro. I walked into that shop. And boy, did it smell familiar. They definitely had magic in that shop, and you knew it as soon as you walked in. Yeah, it's got a funk. (laughs) It's got the smell.
0: Yeah, it it is localized to the back section where all the tables are set
2: up, but it definitely has that uh, human odor. Oh, God. That's... What is it? about the Magic the Gathering community, or is it exclusive to the Magic the Gathering community that just leads to such an aversion to basic fucking human hygiene?
0: Really a lot of it comes down to, well, it's nerd culture, it's um, the way you're raised, and a lot of it is different, like, uh, income levels have different social ineptitudes kind of built into it. Yeah.
2: I just ain't nobody ever, ain't nobody ever in their life said, this is deodorant, use it every day. You need to shower no, honest, every Honestly, couple yeah. of days. Yeah.
1: In my experience with having a teenager in my family who fucking reeks all the time and only just now at age almost 15 and starting freshman year, starting to kind of take hygiene seriously, he is told. He is forced. But there's only so much you can do. You know what I mean? And and if you start forming the habits of not showering, not putting deodorant, not brushing your teeth, um, wearing the same clothes every day it becomes a habit and it's hard to break, but I got into nerd things because I didn't fit in with people growing up. Right. The nerds didn't exclude you. And so I think if you are a certain way, it's easier to sort of funnel yourself into certain hobbies and certain interests and certain groups of people that will accept you. Right. And that's what everyone's looking for, right. Is to belong somewhere. And so I don't think those things make people that way. I think it's just easier for people who are certain ways to fall into those groups. and then you put them all in the back corner of a game store and well it smells the way it smells but i miss playing magic man and i know nick you never really were into it but i liked going to friday night magic or or pre-release events or drafting like i i was a sucker for that
0: yeah i'm i'm not like you i didn't get into my hobbies because of the way other like people i was not enticed there by others i just like those things they they make my brain feel good so a lot of the time If asked, hey, do you want to go do a thing that you enjoy with a bunch of strangers that also enjoy that thing? I do not want to engage with that. I don't want to meet the people that like the things that I do because nine times out of ten, I do not want to be around those people. It's the same way with like shows. I don't want to talk to people who like the same music as I do because I'm insufferable enough for the both of us. I don't want to talk to that person. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I mean,
1: you definitely get some weirdos, but like I I like the sense of community and I mean, I like the things I like because I like them. You know, I remember in middle school like reading my freaking Star Wars books tucked behind I probably said this before, but tucked behind a school book so no one knew what I was reading
2: because As you do. As you, know, you do. Right,
1: cuz I didn't want to get made fun of, but I fucking liked what I liked. But I just mean everyone's looking for their people to some degree and and some of us are lucky that we found our people organically and that Nick like we were friends from an early age and we happened to like a lot of the same things. You know, that is that happenstance? How much of an influence do we have on each other? It just worked out for us, but it doesn't always work out for the other people. And they got to find their tribe one way or another. And
0: yeah, it's just tough because I really do enjoy the game of magic and the different formats makes it really annoying. It's prohibitively expensive yeah. to try and like keep up with something like Standard, but Standard is also the most approachable because it's got the smallest card pool. Drafts are insane i do not want to be draft brain like uh, you. I love it's, it. it's too much <laughs> it's a roguelike but it's competitive uh, and it just, uh, it obscures sick. my mind edh games are awesome it's really fun to like pilot a bmf of a deck and like see it unfold the way you planned it out to but also games take forever and none of my friends live close by that I actually play anymore so it's a social game but i can't i don't want to play with strangers but also i can't get my friends to play it's 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 just the problem of being in my 30s now. Yeah, honestly, really is. That's, that's really what it boils down to. Growing up sucks. And all my hobbies are for children.
2: <laughs> okay. It's really don't interesting it to hear you talk, Nick, to hear you say like, if somebody asks me like, oh, hey, I see that you have really liked this thing. I really like this thing. And the immediate like, that's I don't a want red flag. To, I don't want to associate <laughs> with you. That's so, that's so accurate. Like, I, I was walking around campus, finals week in in the spring semester, and I had my gorilla shirt on from the concert. Um, and this random fucking guy stops me. was like, "Oh, oh, gorillas!" Like, you like gorillas? I'm like, "Yeah, I just, I uh, just saw for the first time." He's like, "Oh, I love gorillas!" And I was just immediately like, "I have to get out of this conversation." Like, <laughs> well, I, you guys are, ripcord. I don't. And I couldn't. I could not get him to f- shut the fuck up. He literally just kept talking, and I was like, "I have to." And eventually, I was like, "I have to go run a final," which was technically true. I was on my way to get coffee, but like, I was He's like, "Oh, you want to? You want to exchange information? And we could like, we, we like talk about the gorillas." And I'm like, "I really don't," but felt like, "Sure, let me take your number down so that I can prevent like you from having my contact information." Obviously, never sent him a fucking text message, but was just like. I don't want to know, like, if you're coming on that strong to a stranger, I think that's what it is, is it's degrees. Yeah. If I see somebody with like a, with like, I have a Metroid tattoo, right? So if somebody came up to me and is like, dude, that's a sweet Metroid tattoo. I'd be like, oh, thanks, man. I'm like, he's like, yeah, uh, that's tight. I'm like, yeah, I got this one. It's like, you know, missile ammo and this one's energy. It's like, oh, that's sick, man. I'd be like, okay, you, you, maybe, you, maybe, but somebody that's like, dude, yeah. you I you love like Metroid. Metroid. You organic. like Metroid? I like Metroid. Do you you like Metroid? I really, and I'm like, ah, no, like the the forums have not been obeyed. Like you've broke the social construct by approaching me so brusquely. And I'm an introvert. So I'm like, don't, don't talk to me. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to people. When I'm hiking on the trail, do not acknowledge me. But yeah, I think what it
0: turns into is they see that you are wearing a shirt for a thing, which means that you are a fan and fan is short for a fanatic. And they are fanatical about this and they want to share their fanaticism, their, their religion with you. And they are now evangelizing to the choir and it turns into a, like, I don't want this. I, it's cool to express my joy for something, but it's not cool to be like engaged with on someone else's terms. You, You don't want to be accosted by a stranger. (laughs)
1: <laughs> when I was in college, yeah. I was I was I was working at the college actually, and one of the kids, not even kids, I think he was fucking older than me, but he was like one of those like kind of a man-child guy, you know, like <laughs> yeah. and I was probably I was 25 and he might have been like 30 at the time. And he was he was he came in to work on something and we were talking and I you know, I had my shuffle on and I, MF Doom came on, the shuffle. Uh, like I had the speakers going down where I was working. And he's like, "Dude, you like Doom?" And I was like, "Yeah, man." Like, "Yeah." You know, I think Max got me in MF Doom like forever ago, and like I mean, I don't know hip hop, I don't know MF Doom. I you know, I have a couple albums. I you know, yeah, you put it on, I like it. I'm food, and you put it on shuffle
0: sometimes. Great. Yeah, I get it.
1: Yeah, fun time. He, he's like, bro, this dude's revolutionary, bro. He pioneered the such and such rhyme scheme, and dude, on this album, when he's going to the stands of four, and he, like he goes fucking full
2: it balls <laughs> to the wall, dude. Don't. <laughs> Don't.
1: <laughs> he just he just went crazy about it, and I and like after literally like ten minutes, I was like, "Like, bro, I I, I ain't that serious about it. I just I just like him sometimes." And he like was so dejected because he just wouldn't he shut the fuck up. Balloon. I'm trying to work. I wasn't even mean about it. I was like, I, I he was talking about like rhyme scheme. I was like, yeah, I don't I don't really know about all that. I just I just listen to him sometimes. <laughs> Like, which is true. Like, I'm sorry. I don't know what you're talking about, but I I, I don't really know
0: about all that. I love that,
2: dude. (laughs) I love that you love him, dude. I don't know about all that, man. Yeah, no, that's that's just it. It's too it's too much. It's like you can't you can't expose that much of your ass at first blush. Like you have to work your way into that. Like when someone starts vomiting on you. Yeah, and that's what I'm doing it with my with my Shakespeare students right now. That that class could have been a fire hose of me just screaming about how impossibly, impossibly, impossibly like perfect all of this, like all of this wordcraft is. It could have been that, but I was like, I'm going to lose all of you on day one if it's a fire hose, and so I've been slow dripping it so that I'm not (laughs) just going Shakespeare to them, but that they're going like shakespeare and like they're discovering it and then we can yell together you gotta you gotta slow walk it you can't (laughs) stanza four holy shit
0: i think i think a little bit of it comes down to the things that people get super engaged with if it's not something that is like mass marketable like if you have a spider-man shirt no one's gonna say anything everyone knows who spider-man is everyone kind of likes spider-man it's not like a weird thing to see someone wearing a spider-man no. shirt you're not going to walk up to someone and say yo i love spider-man i read it from the first episode for the first issue i've read, i've seen every episode of the tv shows i love this run you know blah 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 it's just like yeah spider-man we get it but if it's something a little bit more niche if it's even gorillas like that's kind of weird that someone got like super on you about gorillas like you could have just been like yeah i don't know i got it a hot topic it's a cool shirt i like the design and he would have just been like whatever and like stumbled away but having a Metroid tattoo, I you're in trouble, man. If people see that and like you get the wrong kind of person who's like super into Metroid, you're just inviting trouble upon yourself. Same with like me and like I'm talking about the music stuff that I like. It's super niche, like weird stuff. I get it. Like it's it's weird. I, I don't want to talk about it to people who also like that stuff because they're also gonna be weird. See, I it just depends because like
1: I've had people like see my Koheed tattoos. And I get, I'll get fucking stuck. I'm like, bro, you knew that this fucking obscure set of triangles was a Coheed and Cambria tattoo. Let's fucking talk about Coheed. Like I get so excited about that. I've seen people with Coheed tattoos. He's the last the time, No, no, no. I saw a guy at the beach last year with a, a keywork, and I didn't say anything. I didn't want to be the guy to be like, dude, you got a Coheed tattoo? Check out my fucking Coheed tattoos. You know what I mean? Like I didn't want to be that guy. So I didn't say anything. I know he noticed mine. He didn't say anything either. And that's fine. We respect each other from a distance. But, like, one night, okay, for example, I had the I had the MF Doom kid. Weird. I was like, hey, bro, I, yeah, back it up. One night I was at, I, I walked to a bar. I was still in college. I walked to a campus bar, sat outside by the fire, drinking a beer, hanging out, listening to music, like, whatever. I was by myself. And some guy, I can't remember if he asked what I was listening to or if, like, he saw a tattoo. or Maybe I was wearing a shirt. Maybe I was wearing a shirt or something. And he asked me about it. And we ended up talking for, like, three hours, just talking about music. And he was into all this, like, weird niche stuff that – that i was into from everything from like heavy like after the burial to like coheed and then he was like a huge run the jewels fan and he was like fucking tell me all about run the jewels but we we're just hanging out didn't get his number never saw him again we're like dude i'm here all the time we'll see each other yeah yeah totally never saw him again
0: that was a great time we geeked out about things. i think that's you're at a bar that's different than a library
1: that's <laughs> yes. true that's true but like if somebody is like dude you like kiss i'll be like i fucking love kiss talk to me about kiss like i, I, have, I have a guy i don't even say he's my buddy I haven't seen him in fucking 15 goddamn years, but like on Twitter, we keep up with each other and every once in a while, we'll just have a geek out about Kiss. You fucking love Kiss and nobody loves Kiss. And Chris, if you showed up wearing a fucking Kiss t-shirt and I'd be like, bro, you like Kiss? And you'd be like, dude, fucking the oath, bro. Absolute fucking banger. And I'll be like, deep cuts. Let's go. And we're going to talk about fucking Kiss. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Like, you want to, pol- I want to talk about things I like, with but I don't want like a weird stranger to accost me. So I
2: understand. I get <laughs> dude, it. Dude, are we, are we, are we, are we about to kiss right now?
1: Hey man, if you trying to do that.
2: Oh man. Look it up, dude. Look it up.
1: <laughs> wow. 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 I'm seeing kiss uh, in the next month. No, what, what was it? Two months.
0: Again, for like the ninth time. Your loving kiss is still the funniest thing about you, EJ. <laughs>
2: That's the most like mainstream thing I've ever heard you like, honestly.
1: That's actually hilarious because
2: ki- people hate Kiss. Well, they may hate <laughs> them, but they're still very fucking known. Well, they're massive. Yeah, of course. I, I don't just like
1: niche things. I'd say the most niche obsession I have when it comes to music is definitely Coed and Cambria, a bunch of 48-year-old dudes who somehow still have a career despite never having any mainstream success outside of one year in the early 2000s. It was a blood red summer that year. Hey! (laughs) Are we about to coheed and Cambria right now? (laughs) (laughs) All Apollo. You know what's funny? Like, when you think about what our parents were into, and so much of it was just fucking lame and uncool, and you don't understand why your parents like the things they do. But like, one or two things trickle through. You know what I mean? Kiss got through. I won't listen to Guns N' Roses. Fuck that. But Kiss... I'll listen to Kiss all day, every day. There are a lot of songs. There are some good songs. There are a lot of bad songs. There are some fucking hilarious songs that are awful that I will put on and sing all night long. Like "Love Gun." That's a great fucking song. Uh, all nights. Nice. That's a great fucking song. He's talking about his about dick. His penis. I send that fucking every time I see Kiss and they play Love Gun. I get the shot of Paul Stanley on a fucking circus wire flying out into the crowd and I get the fucking shot of him and I send it to Claire and I send it to Max. He's talking about his dick. I get it up from Max every time. Lick it up, dude. And he's
0: like, fucking lick it up. <laughs> that's
1: fucking God, dude. It brings friends together.
2: You don't understand. Kiss is the glue that keeps the family together. <laughs> Maybe just the glove gun lube juice is the my god, Love
1: gun.
2: He is talking about his dick. Come on. <laughs> uh, I'm going to old yeller this podcast right out of its misery. That's the console Crusade podcast. Hey, we got in and out
1: on the Spider-Man discussion. That was that was like an hour 10 on the Spider-Man. That was good. It was.
0: It was good. Holy shpagoli. Weeping over here from the Love Gun. Oh, boy. <laughs> so
1: good. Let's put the X in sex, Nick. I'm muting Chris. Count me
0: down. <laughs> yeah, you just took like the X out of sex uh. if you're muting me, baby. Oh, I don't even know what that means. Nobody knows what it means. It's provocative. It's provocative.